Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Let's start the mission, Joker. Let's go. Okay. Roger that. Here I come. Let's do this. It's my Leave turn. it to me. <laughs> Hello and welcome to CORE, everybody. This is CORE, where all three of us do the Konami code in our sleep. That's how good we are. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And uh, it's time, guys. It's the time of year where uh, news is slow, games are plentiful, and sometimes we have to scramble for what the show looks like. Just a little bit. It's the holidays. It's what we do. And it's okay, right? We're all okay with this. We, We haven't lost sleep over it. We know these months come and they go, and it's fine. We've been through this. We know yeah. this is a, this is a normal lull for November, yeah. like the no, November this lull. Is, this yeah. is great. This is when you play all those games that you said you were going to play. Yeah, in theory, <clears throat> you don't actually do it, but this is when you say you were going to. In do theory, it. that is true. I don't know how much of that will actually happen, but it is a little more abrupt this year. It feels like it was nonstop in 2023, and then all of a sudden, the end of November comes and everything just goes and stops. Like there's just like this dead wall there. And yep. we hit it. And so. everyone's like, finally, I can get up on that back catalog of games from 2023 that I just missed. <laughs> or I can play World of Warcraft, yeah. a game that's 19 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, either way. I can play a game that's having its 19th year anniversary this week or something close yep. to that. Um, <clears throat> more true than, than you know, folks. But we're going to go ahead and dive into a show anyway. And I wanted to start with uh, some audio I captured. I, I actually talked to Bo and John about this a little bit during the week. I forget this dude's name, but he's an ex-Blizzard guy. Uh, worked a few other places, including Amazon Games and some other stuff. But very critical of Blizzard, uh, a lot of the stuff he talks about. But he also talks about indie development. He's making his own game or has made his own game. It's currently in early access. And he uses YouTube to just sort of talk to his followers and you know express stuff he's seen in the industry but he said this one thing the other day that i could not get out of my freaking head and so i'm going to play it here the audio here so we can talk about it just quickly so here it is i worked two years of overtime straight on starcraft 2 wings of liberty starcraft 2 wings of liberty made less money than the horse the first sparkle pony horse in World of Warcraft, a $15 microtransaction horse made more money than StarCraft 2. That's it. That's the whole meme, dude. 
you're wondering why these companies do microtransactions because dipshits keep buying all of them. Oh, is that the problem? Is it where I know both? <laughs> when I watched the video, I didn't notice it, but now that we're listening to audio, that guy, whoever's playing the flautist is like totally popping off. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like idle, <laughs> idle uh, link music in the middle of high rule. I know. I was gonna say it does feel very high rule. Um, Weird. The person is at Pirate Software on YouTube. At Pirate I don't Software, know his that's name, right. But at least give a credit to. Or wait, that might be just the person who. No, that is who it is. That's okay. him, and that's his. That's his company that make that the game that's in early access right now is by them. So I think he's just using his company. This name. is the guy. This is the guy that was playing flute in the background. <laughs> yeah, there he is. <laughs> he's just jamming, man. Oh, for listeners only, this is that dude from. Uh, not the game awards, game awards last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man, almost a year ago. We've oh, been living yeah. with that guy for a year. Yeah, what a guy. Same. I hope same. he comes back. He should do a solo number this year. I'm for him coming back every time. It's that stupid kid that gets on stage. I don't want to see uh, him. Kid, again. Can, we're done with that kid. That kid's. Yeah. I'm worried. I'm a little worried. I'll be honest. Because now the stakes are even higher. They've done it once with him. Then this time it's on Jeff. First time Jeff didn't know. This time he's got a higher security. Yeah, but he's already had a second time. This is the third time. Second time was the last, uh, or it was the Summerfest thing, and those right. guys got up and going, You're right. GTA 6, Bill Clinton, whatever they were doing. And now, now what? What is the third thing? I know that some pud freaking knucklehead chode bucket at home right now is planning how he's going to so, storm the stage and do something shitty. <laughs> Here's here's how you do it. Like, don't invite influencers and YouTubers to your thing. <laughs> if it's an industry show, invite industry people. Maybe just invite only the five nominees for the award for social stuff. Yeah, and not others. Yeah, just, just they can watch it. They can co-stream it. Don't invite them to the studio. But what do you think of this idea that the entirety of Wings of Liberty, the rebirth of the StarCraft brand, the, a big freaking deal at the time? It was coming back bigger than ever, uh, divided into three games ultimately. and Critical success. It's like tens and stuff. Yeah, too, everyone loves yeah. StarCraft 2 is a great game. There's no question about StarCraft 2 being a great game. I've, we'll talk about it later, but I've been replaying the campaign this week. Oh, <laughs> like I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's a good game. It is a good game. Um, I like it a lot. But, but imagine this, though, Bo. Like, you go from having a team of 200 people building an entire game uh, it's a sales success by most metrics, but you make more money f- with one artist and and um, maybe a, an animator who built a freaking sparkly horse to sell on the World of Warcraft store for fifteen so, bucks. That- so I have a I have a few questions about that. Maybe you guys know the answer. That first horse wasn't that a charity horse? The first time they did it, I thought oh the first God. time they did it was a Make a Wish deal. Oh. I thought it was just like give us money for this horse the first time. I don't and then remember. I, my, I my thought me- they brought charity into it then after that, shortly thereafter. Oh. But Could I'm be. pretty sure the first one was just like, hey y'all, what if you gave us money for a horse? I thought the way they made it palatable because you know people might riot over adding microtransactions even then to World of Warcraft. I thought they made it palatable by making it a donation thing mm. never you know it's like oh it's just gonna be a one-off because it's a donation thing and then of course it made a ton of money and it became a normal thing but i could be wrong about that that's where my memory is so yeah. i don't remember well enough i do Let's remember set that aside yeah. i guess i remember it um, being a big deal and everybody buying it and i bought it too which i would normally not do unless it was tied to a charity so 
so now that you say that, it makes me wonder if that's what it was. And if it was, that's a factor, right? Like a charity is a thing everybody's oh. want to throw into. But still, the amount of work put in versus the num- the the amount of money output from selling it versus an entire game with a two hundred person studio working on it on a team. It's just a little depressing. It's just like, oh my that, gosh. Well, I, I think so. There's a, here's a it's a contextual thing. I think so. World of Warcraft has more players. Even if it was a critical success, RTS is going to appeal to less. It's not going to appeal to 100 percent of the people that play World of Warcraft, right? You know, or you know what I mean. Like, I think like obviously we can just say there's probably less people that are likely to, to open up their wallet for StarCraft than would World of Warcraft, the international phenomenon that it is, right? right. So, it, it, so if you were to say like World of Warcraft sold, sold more units than StarCraft, we'd all go, yeah, I guess that makes sense, you know? Like, yeah, for sure. Right. So this microtransaction, I think the problem with the microtransaction horse is like, Look, when a company says, like, we're just opening up a second revenue stream and we're going to f- put this money into continued development of the IP and cool stuff, yeah, then you're like, okay, like, uh, people buy that kind of stuff all the time. I think probably it sent the wrong message to the wrong people who aren't able to interpret or appreciate that kind of thing. Like, like you're just, you just said... Low effort made more money than the high effort thing. Why do we make games at all? And I think that's probably why we see a lot of the practices. Even now, Diablo 4 has a shop where you can buy the cool armor sets that you should be earning through gameplay because of that horse, because of other horses at other companies, because people who don't give a shit about the game, who just care that the toys they make make a lot of money, Mm. You know, they don't have respect for the for, for the properties or the game. Uh, don't care and don't listen and just see that exact equation. It sends the wrong message. I don't think it's people's fault for buying it. I think it's companies' fault for, I mean, this is trying to get a tiger to change its stripes, but like when the transparency bit, right? Like if you're spending money and it's, yes, it's a low value thing, but you love the company. You want to give them some money. That's great. And they're going to reinvest it in the esports scene or something awesome. Then you're like, yes, I'm happy to do this. But when it's just like someone's 16th yacht and then they're going to ruin the properties down the line, we don't want to give money to that. And right. the two look the same mm. uh, to a customer. Right. And that's why I call them criminals and crooks because that's what they're doing. And I'm going to even, I'm going to go a little further here because Mikey Barr said something that really pissed me off. Oh, do tell. Which what was, did he say? Which was, he said, um, listen, I'd love to do a StarCraft 3, but no one's came to me with, like, the right pitch. Was, was, he said that in an interview a few weeks ago, something like that. You know I think that it was means. meant to be like, you know, we're thinking about it. And I'm watching GSL in, what pitch do you need? Like, what's the pitch? The game and property exists. Like, do you not even know what you have? Like, that... That it really, it's really upsetting to hear something like that because it's like, it doesn't matter if it makes money. It's part of your overall portfolio and it's part of your overall like stamp that you make. So like you got to put a lot of money and work into it. That's how you get the high yield stuff is the low yield stuff, right? Right. 
you can't just like it can't you can't like raise cows and have it all be steak. It's like you're gonna churn up all the intestines to make hamburger. Like you, you, there's no cow that's just premium steak that you can sell all the time. Right. So like, get unlazy and make StarCraft three and stop waiting for someone to give you the right pitch. It's literally late. I, how. Korea's doing it every day, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Here's the here's what and, he means. He means give me the right pitch that will make more money than a sparkly horse did. That yeah, only well, took two people yeah. to make. I'm, he doesn't. You don't need that. Like, it's like there's no pitch. It's like it is a massively successful genre. Who cares if it's trending or not? Make it trend. Grow grow a pair of balls. And if if it loses, it loses. People will still respect your company for. Um, for uh, you know upholding those pillars and it's not like they're going to take a bath on it they're just not going to make pony money yeah. <laughs> you know like it's like I, it's it's so it's so frustrating uh to hear stuff like that and this guy's story kind of just like dovetails with that where it's like it should just be like oh yeah of course of course the horse makes money people love world of warcraft and they wanted to to fund the company like that's great mm-hmm. but his point is that it sends the wrong message i just think that calling people who buy it idiots is like not right because if it was a company making good moves with that money, you'd be praising the people that funded it. So. It's uh, Taz in the chat made a, an interesting point. Um, this is kind of a after the fact kind of problem, but blizzard had the best RTS designers on the planet and they've all left. They're all doing something yeah. else. Yeah. So that's a whole other issue. Like that pitch Here's would have pitch. to include rehiring all these really smart RTS experts and starting over because you lost them all. Hire the ball back and give them carte blanche. There's your pitch. You should be like, that sounds great. If you don't think that sounds great, you're bad for the job and bad for the company. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. I, I here's the thing. They they maybe so so that the thinking is gonna have to change. Well, I'm sorry, I should put it this way. The the typical thinking is what Yabara's still got, which is Activision doesn't care about your IP, they care about how much money you're going to generate. Well, now they have now they have a different owner. They have somebody who wants them to get back to being independently creative. So mm-hmm. I hope he starts to shake some of those chains free because uh, even with Activision gone at, at some point, those tendencies are still going to be there. It'll be the kind of corporate culture he grew up in and, and, and grew through companies with. He may not be the guy for that gener- for this next phase. You know what I mean? I'm no, not saying no, firing, I'm not like but- I'm keeping my expectations in check for sure, but I just you know. Yeah. You hear stuff like like I need a pitch. I need someone to convince me that StarCraft 3 is a good idea. And I'm like I'm just like really? Yeah. Like tell that to the Call of Duty guys. Those guys won't shut up with their damn games every year. Like they don't even what's the pitch for a new Call of Duty? Let's slap a 3 on it and change the camo. Yeah. Okay, you know, like StarCraft can't do that like it's so it's so it's such bullshit yeah it's such a bullshit statement and so part of it part of the problem is i mean if you could if if it made sense to sell starcraft every year they would do it well i know yeah i mean it it probably doesn't but they can do one every 10 years you know we're due like let's go yeah let's go i agree i want that game i mean i'll play this new what's the frost giant game uh stormgate stormgate i'll play the hell out of that that's where the mindshare went so let's yeah, see about how they yeah, do. But looking um, promising, a lot of a lot of good a lot of good things to say there, and and that's fine. Maybe someone else doesn't have to be Blizzard if you like that genre. So if that ends up being really good, that puts pressure on Blizzard, or or it just means we'll never get StarCraft three ever. 
I so, mean, I, I I wonder I wonder how much Blizzard's going to be in the business of responding because the heroes is kind of dramatized that way as a response, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they're going to be doing stuff like that anymore. Yeah, I want I want StarCraft, but I I don't know if I care if it's RTS. I just want more StarCraft IP. I want we've talked about it a million times. I just I would well, take too. a, a MMO. I would take a action game, a shooter, a freaking something really anything at this point so where's your pitch for that mike ybarra pitch this guy this guy is this guy is like you know <laughs> saying that like obviously these things just yield more money i mean that's why mobile that's what mobile is basically yeah. is that yeah so you don't want to know so yeah go ahead I, I just i think my take on it is a little bit different from bose um i i think that like you can't dispute the truth of it like you can argue for the morality of it and what i would like you know better but like blizzard poured what i can only assume is very minimal resources into a sparkly pony and it netted them more money than starcraft 2 the entire game (laughs) and uh you at the end of the day that says as much about the people buying it as it does um about their their business decisions and the directions they're going to move forward. Um, and we can, it, there's this, a weird level of hypocrisy with gamers where, uh, and I'm guilty of it too. I'm not again, going to try and stand, stand on a soapbox with this one. I do this too, uh, where it's like, why are they letting people go? People are getting fired. They need to make more money. And then you go, but I don't like the way they're making money. So they better not make any money, mm. but they better also keep everybody employed. Mm. Also, they need to make games that I like at a loss mm. because I like those games, mm-hmm. but don't make money now mm. because I don't want to pay you money. Like, and it's, it's a ebb and flow. And I think it's a hard balancing act. And I don't think microtransactions, sparkle ponies, any of this stuff is necessarily inherently bad. It's bad when you look at the hole and you go, oh, we're being fleeced. That's when you realize, oh, no, this has gone bad. But I think that where my criticisms of uh, Activision Blizzard and some of the decisions they've made with their properties would come from is more that like a sparkle pony selling the way it does is only possible because they made an amazing game in World of Warcraft. They could make a hundred sparkle ponies for a game not giant and successful or with a rabid fan base or with a lot of love behind it. Like if they put the sparkle pony out today, I bet it doesn't sell as well as it did back then. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think the um I don't think WoW exists at the same level of mind share that it did at the time. And yeah. so to say like well, yeah, Sparkle Pony is going to make us more money, so let's just make Sparkle Ponies. You need World of Warcraft to sell that Sparkle Pony. You need to put that game out. StarCraft 2, or StarCraft as a property overall, has value if you can then turn StarCraft into something that can net you just as much money. Whether that's keeping players in your ecosystem, whether that's keeping players buying your games, or whether that's making games that get people so excited and so interested that they're willing to spend $20 on a starry pony 
and give you enough money to justify making another video game. It also requires a level of ethics on the business side for the business to turn around and go, okay, we're not going to just sell sparkle ponies. That made us a lot of money, but that gives us freedom to make cool shit, and we're going to do that. I think when you look at Blizzard back then, at the time that they were doing this, they did make StarCraft 2. This is a Blizzard that put out StarCraft 2, and two expansions that were very good to it. I think the difference between Blizzard then and Blizzard now is they're still selling Sparkle Ponies, but they're not making anything else super interesting to go along with it that don't feel like money grabs. Mm. And that, to me, is where the difference kind of falls apart between how I felt then and how I feel now. Mm. If that makes, if that's making sense, it what makes, I'm trying to it say. It absolutely makes sense to me. I think you're onto something there. I would just love, I would love to see them do something more. With the IP, it depresses me that this that you could make more money from a microtransacted pony than you can from an entire game. I think we have some part in that. Um, I, I don't think it's as simple as what he said I in the audio. I bought the stupid sparkle pony. The My reaction to hearing that was, well, I'm never going to ride the sparkle pony mount ever again because <laughs> if I do get on it, it's just going to make me sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. that's he, congratulations. You told me something that I'm not surprised by. I kind of believed was true in my heart, but I'm sad to hear. And now you've ruined a mount in World of Warcraft for me. Not that I ever wrote it anyway. It was definitely the you bought it because on the website you went, oh, cool. And then you got in game and you realized that like, oh, I have this mount because I spent $20 on it and it's kind of lame. And then you go, this mount yeah. i'm gonna use this other mount yeah like i rarely I, like use bought ones hardly ever my favorite mount in world of warcraft warcraft i got from a trading card game mm. like it, it came, that's where it came from there's no cool boss behind it there's no cool story besides i opened a pack of trading cards and there was a mountain side would you get the like, is it the tiger the the spectral um, tiger no, I don't have a spectral tiger. I'd love a spectral. Tiger. I have the spectral tiger, and let me tell you something. Even that has problems because it's using about three polygons. It feels like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, no, old. mine's the uh, mine's the original blazing hippogriff. Oh, that one's good. Cause, yeah, because yeah. I like small mounts. Uh, like that's been. Uh, we don't necessarily have to get into it. That's the hardest part about dragon riding right now. Yeah. I don't like big dragony mounts. Mm. So every time I have to get on it, I'm like, oh my. Do you yeah, do the so little squatty? Weird. Maybe you haven't got it yet, but you get a little squatty guy that's much smaller. I think that's yeah, for those players. Yeah, I you'll you'll get him eventually. I think it's like a zone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been using a hippogriff forever. It's one of the reasons I'm so excited. Uh, although I hope hippogriffs get you know grandfathered in. I would assume so because that's like the iconic mount of night elves. I would imagine that those are going to get oh yeah new flying style but i think think most uh, things i mean i could be wrong and i know they said stuff at the con and everything about this but i'll bet the 300 or so they say that are getting the treatment to start with will all be if if they're winged they'll get it if they don't have wings they won't i I think you could almost guarantee if it's a griffin a uh wyvern a hippogriff a bat, probably. I think yeah. all those are safe bats. Dragons, obviously, I think are going to get in there pretty 
pretty well. What about my uh, flying carpet? Yeah, what about your carpet? I don't know if your flying carpet's going to get in there, man. I mean, I think it should. Well, here's the thing. I'm actually glad that some things are still going to be hover mounts because there there are situations where I would like that. I want that. Well, you can turn it on. Like, it's going to be a toggle. You can do... Oh, it's toggleable. It's not a case of, like, it's converted and now it's only that. You Can Can I do it midair? Do you know? Like, can I be up there? I don't know where you toggle it. Like, I don't know if it's an ability you activate. I would imagine there's going to be something like knowing Blizzard, it'll be like, oh, you can't do it in the air because then people will turn it on while they're up in there. What, what if you like cancel mount, do it while you're falling, then remount? In yeah. The air? yeah, this is exactly the things they're thinking about yeah, for sure. I like that. Um, I uh, look, I I'm back to wow after playing a lot of Final Fantasy 14. I believe every mount should fly. I have seen a T-Rex just sail majestically up into the air. It did not break my immersion in such a way that I unsubscribed from the video game. I think every WoW mount should just... I wish they did. And most of the new ones do. Like the Diablo one you got for buying four uh, is pretty cool. And it flies and walks. And it used to be you just count on a walking mount or, or just flying. And that was, you know, I guess you can still walk in a flying mount. But it does seem like they're more inclined to do that. What I want is this little pig I got. And it may have been one I bought. I don't remember. But I got a pig yeah. mount that's awesome. And when you fly, little pennies fly out of it. It looks like it fly out of his butt, but it's actually out of the piggy bank on his butt. Yeah. Anyway, love that little guy. Happy. It, nothing funnier than an orc riding on that pig. And if they don't make that one dragon riding ready, I'm going to be, I'm going to riot in the streets. I'm going to be so <laughs> You're going to be real sad about that. I love you that pig. Your money pig. He's amazing. He's a great little pig. I use him for any chance I get, I use him and I wish I could use him in Dragonflight, but I can't yet. So we'll see how that goes. Well, anyway, uh, there's, there's a fun little peek at how the world of microtransactions work and how Starcraft two should still be a thing you play. Turns out one of us did. We'll talk about that in a minute. But now, the games we played. Uh, so, we're playing more Warcraft. All three of us uh, got more Warcraft done during the week. I assume most of it was hardcore for you, Bo. Is that mostly what you did? Yeah, and yeah. mostly Saturday. I did try a little bit in the week, but uh, it's a one-day-a-week thing for me. Yeah, and you're holding, and that's holding pretty well. I mean, you're enjoying it that way, like not not having it be yeah. all week. I mean, I played a little bit during the week to do some fishing and stuff, mm-hmm. and I tried some questing, but uh, there weren't a lot of people on because I didn't let people know ahead of time I'd be doing it. Oh, right. And and it's solo, it's like a slog, right? Solo self-found. I mean, that's how people like it, but it's just like, okay, it's taking forever to kill things. It's very precarious. I'm like, I'm going to wait for Saturday when everyone wants to play. The weekend days have been popular. We have, we're fielding about 10 or 20 in online, and they're my most watched streams. Like I'm like averaging sixty to seventy viewers, which is like three times my normal viewership. You know, that's great. Like people really into hardcore WoW. So it's incentivizing and nice. So Saturdays are the day. Are you guys gonna raid or no? Do you have, have you decided if you're gonna do any raid content? Um, maybe right now. I still have never even done a dungeon. So mm. like it's gonna be a big deal if we can get dead mines off the ground this week. <laughs> Like that, <laughs> that seems hard and intimidating enough as it is. So uh, I'm just looking forward to some dead mines uh, in the few levels. Yeah, but yeah, I think this Sunday, 3 p.m. That's what we're that's what we're doing. And like I said, people have asked me, oh, I want to play more, play during the week. I'm like, it's it's an old game. I'm gonna get depressed if I'm playing this all week. Like, mm. 
one day a week. That's it. Like, you know, that's a nice, it feels good to be in the game. I enjoy it. And then I move on and do other things. Yeah. The rest of my week. There so. you go. So classic, still a thing over there. That's cool. It's 3 p.m. Eastern, by the way, everybody. So put yeah, 3 p.m. Eastern. So, and if you come on in, if you want to come play, we just, we just invite people and there you're good. You, I know your, you two are. Uh, what's your server and faction? Oh, Skull Rock. Uh, we're playing on Alliance. I recommend the dwarf uh, race and the starting zone. If you want to find people there. Um, there are also people who play night elves. Um, I try not to hold it against people if they play human or gnome, but <laughs> hold it's it not, against them. Yeah, it's not the best choice. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest with everybody. <laughs> Is that just a thematic problem, or are the racials important in hardcore? Well, I mean, people like playing mages, and I think only humans and gnomes are mages. So, like, there's some. Oh, I have to be yeah. nice about it. Forgot but, about that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bless forgot you. to mute. The gnomes <laughs> got him. <laughs> I forgot to mute. Now my eyes twitching. Yeah, that'll happen. Here comes another one. Yeah, Phase two. Where's the mute button? You can't, you can't find it. A sneezing man thought, can never just, find a mute button. That's just a fact. There it is. Now you found it. Uh, it's on the other screen. That's why. Yeah, it'll happen. Wait, what? Whoop, now you're not muted. You, you're muted. Now you're not. Are you there? Can you hear us? He's frozen. He just hung up. He's gone. Can you hear us, Bo? Nope, he's back. He's he's still muted. He's not saying anything. Is he typing? Oh, my gosh. What happened? What did he do? Discord. Son of a B. See? That's why you don't mess with gnomes. They're tricky. (laughs) He got zapped by a gnomish Discord ray, and uh, he's gone now. Uh, hello. Hello. Oh, hi. He's back. I I broke Discord. Like, I pushed mute and unmute so quickly that... uh, it would just not unmute anymore. It was just staying muted the whole time. Sorry. Oh, no, that's weird that it would even do that, though. No. So I think you were exploiting or something. Um, but anyway, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. And uh, I keep wanting to swing by and watch it. I've come to, uh, I've had a coming to Jesus moment, though, with myself. I cannot, no matter how hard I try, I cannot get excited about classic in any form. I don't know what my deal is. I just can't do it. It just, you might to me, feels play with old. this on Saturdays because I don't blame you solo. It might not be the best thing, but you know, it might be good for a laugh. Just yeah. come hang out, have a laugh. Like we we were in a party the whole way. We're just like overkill and hanging out. That's yeah, but aren't I'm you gonna all? Give you a, yeah, go I'm gonna ahead. give you different recommendations, Scott. Go ahead, John. <laughs> Wait until season of Discovery. Don't yeah. go in excited, mm. but go in curious. Yeah, okay. let's, see let's what you think. do that. Because here's the deal. I saw your I saw your message in Discord, and I didn't want to open a can of worms. But I saw you say it has nothing for me. Uh, it's it's not going to do anything for me. I played that game, but there I mean. was a time you loved that game because I played and it. And I'm though. telling you, I'm telling you. Here's what I'm telling you because I I was you. I was literally that guy that when he said the you think you want it but you don't, just become a notoriously bad quote. But at the time he said it, I was like. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like I was like, I don't want to go back to that. We've we've moved beyond it. We've moved to a better place. Bo and I went and goofed around on Undead when Classic came out. And no, I didn't stick with it for a long time. You're not supposed to. Uh, I, I mean, you can, but I don't think it's necessarily something where it's like, well, I got to commit the rest of my life to this. I went and checked it out. And you know what? I had a lot more fun than I was expecting. Mm. Like, it felt good. Do season of discovery where there's going to be weird differences and weird things. The level cap isn't even that high. It's like what level 20 So like, even if, even if you did decide to chase it, you don't have very far to go. 
Um, And just get in and check it out and goof around. A lot of people are going to be playing because a lot of people are going to be interested in that. And if you don't like it, your assumptions have been confirmed. Yeah. And if you do like it, you've got a fun experience. Then I've a fun experience. No, I mean, I will try that because, of course, I will. But I will be immediately annoyed when I grab any class and go, oh, that's how they used to play. I don't like how they used to play. I like the changes. I like the modernization of these characters. I like the new talent system. I like the new abilities. And I like the new rotations. Like I like, I like where the game has evolved uh, for the most part in those ways. And those are the minute to minute things I got to do. Right. I got to run around and be this character and do the things it's meant to do back in 2007. And it's just, I don't know why that, that just, it almost feels like weight on me as I talk about it. Like it's heavy. It's like, I did all that. I did all those levels. I did all those dungeons. I did all those raids. I did it all. And part of the progress of the game is that you did it and you're not doing it again. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to explain because there's plenty of classic games I love to pick up and play again. You know, yeah. old 16-bit shit that I thought I'd never see again. Love picking that stuff so up and playing Just treat it, it the same way. Don't treat it as I have to play through World of Warcraft again. Treat it as I'm going to play friggin' old WoW again just yeah. because. Yeah. And I'm going to even do it from a pessimistic perspective. Even going, going, I'm going to get in here and I'm going to check off all my biases on all the ways that this has uh, gotten better. Although I will say with Season of Discovery, they're doing a lot of classwork and who knows? Yeah, there's like yeah. classes there's 300, are look like. There's no. 300 new abilities, right? So, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it could be very different for you. Seems like pretty new to me, uh, you know, and interesting. And that yeah. might make a giant difference. Like, that may be all I need. Um, yeah. I, just, I mean, it might still suck. I mean, I, the, I think John's advice is good. Just go in there and give it one day. One day. And we'll make hardcore. a community a day out of it. We can just play together and chill, you know. Is the plan can you do hardcore in season of discovery or is season discovery non hardcore? Two separate things. Yeah. Forget okay. the hardcore. Like just do se- that way if you die, it's like who cares? Whatever. Just one afternoon, level up a tune. You may find yourself I think when we all started this classic business, we're like, yeah, let me just try it out. And then we kind of got hooked because even though all the annoyances are there the leveling journey is just way better than what you've had in years, like mm. 10 levels, you know, doing 10 levels in a couple of days after an X pack. And then just doing the like gear grind is like, it's kind of getting old. It's kind of fun to be back in a world. It feels Elden ringy or whatever, like Zelda. It's just like, there's a whole world. I got to find my gear. There's quests everywhere. It's, you know, the 60, even to 25, but it's a journey rather than, an event of like, yep, yeah, I level up in two days, three days, and now I'm just doing, yeah, whatever. and it's, it's less refined. Like, I, I'm going to talk glowingly about retail wow in a moment, but like, it's so on rails, handholdy these days. Like, the most fun I've had in wow recently, at least the most I remember laughing, was literally when Classic came out and Bo and I just made two undead characters. And we were just goofing around, <laughs> yeah. running around, killing farmers, and then cannibalizing their corpses. 
and then getting interrupted by more farmers as we're trying to eat their brethren as more farmers are like, no, they're eating. Why, why did we do that? Were we going to try PVP or something like that? I, can't I don't remember. know. What yeah, we were what were doing. you guys I doing? Just, I just remember we were running around and we kept getting in fights with farmers and then we had to keep yeah. eating them. Like, like I'm not worried about raiding. <laughs> I'm not worried about raiding. I just want to hang out and like just goof around in the low levels. Like who cares about end game kind of thing. You know, sure. like that's. And there's yeah. fun to be had there, of course. Um, yeah. I just, there's uh, those ugly old models. I know people love them, whatever. I just know. Yeah, I wish they'd update. I, I, I'd be, I'd, I'd be up for like the remaster, like give me current gen graphics. In, like I, I kind of wish they'd do that. But yeah, I do too. I'm sure it's hard. I yeah. would be a more, a, a lot more amenable to it, I think, if that was true. But uh, it's not to take anything away from anyone who loves classic. I get it. I totally get it. And you should. And you, and I'm glad you like it. I'm just more of a, let, I'm more of a, I've done this. I'm going to move on now kind of guy. Season of Discovery, different animal. Definitely will dip my toe in there. When's that? That's soon. November 30th. I think like next weekend. Oh. Not this weekend, but next weekend. It's oh, live. it's that soon? I thought it was in the first yeah, part of real, the year. It's real soon. Oh, well, I'll definitely be trying it. And like I would just do well, the one day a week, one day every two weeks policy, man. Like Because they're only releasing up to level 25. It's also, you know. Yeah. You don't have to feel that bad about it. You can be like, I'm just going to spend like a you know a little bit of time in here. Yeah. yeah I'm really curious about it. Um while we're on the subject of main wow uh we should at least mention they're bringing these ai dungeons soon and from what i hear they are awesome people really yeah. like these and they're not i called... can't believe they didn't talk about this at blizzcon i know it's so weird to me that is so like, weird. What? the ai so, based dungeons uh, sync solo new, dungeons the new patch that's currently on the uh, ptr right now the next one that's coming out for retail wow all of Dragonflight's main dungeons that uh, that relate to story quests and whatnot, you're going to be able to run with AI. Yeah. Um, what? You know, AI companions. <laughs> like uh, FF14, uh, basically? Yeah. yeah. So they're they're adding the thing that Final Fantasy fourteen has had for a while. Um, like that? And, and, oh, yeah. Yes. Like, it, like it. this is a quintessential feature. I am so excited for this. Yeah. Um, Same. I didn't, sorry, it sounded judgy. I didn't mean it judgy. I just... I'm I know what you mean. And you'd think you yeah. would think it'd be uh, uh, the the optimal way to play play with your friends, right? That's the way to do it. But when you've got like limited time, I love the idea of me just going. I'm going to run this dungeon, and I don't have to wait for nobody. I don't have to queue in a thing. I don't have to work with strangers, and I don't have to find all my friends at three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm just going to go in there and play, and I'm going to come yeah. out with some gear potentially. Or when the quest pops up, you're like, yeah, they like they build up some big bad, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to take him down. He did bad things, and they're like. And he's at the end of a dungeon. You go. It's like, oh, do I have time for this? Do I, where yeah. do I have anybody online? Do I want to find anybody? Uh, you know what? It'll just sit in my quest log and get not get completed. Like, um, by all accounts, it works really well. Um, they, they're doing a good job with it, uh, which is impressive because Final Fantasy is a very different beast from WoW in terms of how dungeons and fight encounters and all of that run. Like it makes sense in Final Fantasy because Final Fantasy fights are kind of a dance. So you just script your AI companions to follow that dance and you'll be fine. Uh, WoW is a little more freeform. It has a little, it can get a little crazier because you can drag the boss around and, you know, things can get a little wonky. 
Uh, but apparently, apparently it's working really, really well. Uh, they're going to start with all the Dragonflight stuff. It's anticipated to be a feature going forward, which is super cool for me. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, the truth is this. The only reason I ever got through all of Final Fantasy fourteen when I did was because of this feature. Right. Um, my son was a was an infant when I was playing through Final Fantasy fourteen. Most of my game time was he's asleep. I don't know how long he's going to be asleep for. And if I was having to judge whether or not I had time to run a dungeon or something with other people, it that would just be the end of my game time. And especially in 14, where like the story doesn't progress till you run the dungeon, you don't get to say, well, I'll just ignore it and come back. Like it's a hard stop. It's like the story led to this dungeon and you either run that dungeon or the story is done until you do it. Yeah. So the ability to go, Oh, well I can go in, I can go in with AI. And if my son wakes up, I just shut the game down. Nobody's mad at me. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's good. Um, it got referred to me as dad mode when mm. it got added there. I'm so excited for this to be here. And even as I was playing through um, Dragonflight this week, there were twice I unlocked a dungeon and went, oh, if that feature was in the game. I'd yeah, does, right does the tank, do the, does like the, does the AI bots have like a chat chat bot feature where if like a DPS pulls in the tank, you can the yell at him. Tank yells at the bot DPS. <laughs> so my understanding is that you get to pick like, so let's say you go in as a DPS, right? Yeah. Uh, you can pick whether you kind of push the group forward and they follow you. Or if you want to keep momentum with the AI tank, and then the AI tank will run. They do apparently wait for mana. If you run low on mana as a caster, they'll the AI will say, "Hey, let's take a break while you get mana up." Um, they thank you. <laughs> they taught like there is chat between these characters and you, and uh, they will be the best party you've run and run with in World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, they'll be they'll do besides everything. your friends probably yeah. maybe yeah maybe depends uh, on your friends. Isn't that the fear that the experience is so much better than playing with any pug that? Um, it is the fear, but again, it exists in other games yeah. and it hasn't killed grouping with other people no. in games. Yeah, no, I'm like, not trying it, to be like yeah. the sky is falling about it or anything like that. It's just, it's, it's just funny. Like, I think if you're on the outside looking in, you know, a little bit, I try to, I'm just trying to find the humor in it, which is like, we have this game, it's a massively multiplayer online. Mm. Well, here you can play with randoms. We made it easy. You don't have to talk to people. We just have LFG. Now it's like. What if they weren't even other players? I think they have a ma- I think they have <laughs> like, they have numbers know, that show like, that a massive number of WoW subscribers for a very long time play solo, just straight up play solo. And I that's mostly all I have time for these days is playing solo. And that's kind of a lot of the last ten years or so of popping in and out of the game were solo experiences. So the fact that they, I mean, things like LFG, LFR, all of those things were all responses to the same problem of. People want to do that content, but they can't coordinate 40 people, 25 people, whatever, and make it happen. So let's make let's give them a way to do it. And in that case, it was join a bunch of randos and play. Um, I feel like this is just another step down that road of like, these are all still great ways to play with your friends. Also, if you are going to do mythics and stuff like that, you better run with your friends because that's the only way you're ever going to reach those gear levels. But if you just need to get in there and get your baselines and, and enjoy the content, see the story play out, uh, see those mechanics and all of that, then here's yet another way for you to do that without having to change your life schedule around it. And I think that's, I think that the, that them having to do that over time 
is also a sign of their player base growing up and having responsibilities that they didn't have when they were in junior high and high school playing World of Warcraft all night. And now they've got a whole nother life. And if they want to stay in there and keep playing, this gives them reasons to do that. And I think that's good. I think ultimately it's good. It fits my my play style preference too, because I'm the kind of player I do this in 14. I will be doing this in WoW, it sounds like. I don't like to go into a dungeon with other people with no idea of what I'm doing. So I either go to a website and look up all the mechanics and try to interpret, you know, text into, okay, how's this going to look in a fight or watch a video on YouTube and then go and do the fight, which is not an ideal experience. This allows me to go in on the normal mode, which is already pretty easy and play with AI, see the fight, see the encounters and then go, okay, I'm now comfortable to run that with other people. Yeah. And like, that's not everybody, but that's how I am when I play MMOs. And so instead of it being some weird alt tab experience where I try to experience something from some other uh, menu, now I get to actually do it in in the That's game as gameplay it. and get rewarded for it. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's really good. Now, a good, good way to frame it as training. Sure. Yeah. I hope that that. That's one of the benefits because I, when I was raiding and being part of either ten or twenty-five man teams, one of the things that LFR did for us was kind of a training. It was like, hey, everybody, before Wednesday night, make sure you run LFR at least once on this new wing. So when you show up on Wednesday, you'll have a better idea of what's going on in there. Watch videos too, but it'd be cool if you could do LFR so you experience it at some base level. And this seems like even a better way to do some of that. Mm-hmm. Um. But also get rewarded for it. Also have, you know, there's, there's a reason to go in there. It isn't just for funsies. It isn't just for training. Like you can, this could be your way of playing the game. I, I, I think that more often than they do that, they still, they keep all the group content compelling and with groups and the highest levels are always going to be those ways when you're a coordinated team. I think that's important to Blizzard and other MMO makers. But if you can ease me in in other ways when I have less time or it's just not going to work out or whatever, I, that's great. I'm, they can I'm add going. a realism slider later where maybe you turn it up and then the AI invites you to group and everybody just goes, link, achieve, link, achieve, link, achieve, yep. link, achieve. Yep. And then More when nuts. you don't, they just kick you out of the group. Yep. And that's just a realistic, you know, for the authentic wow experience, you yeah. can have that. It'll criticize you for what mods you don't have installed, things like that. Yeah. You don't have that add-on, noob. And then you get kicked. By yeah, a robot. And they just just auto kicks you. That's you know that's easy programming too. I think I think yeah. that realism feature could be added fairly. Well, fairly speaking fast. of that, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this rumor. Well, you did because we put it in our Discord and we talked about it a little bit. But they are there are rumors of a vampire survivors like mode coming to World of Warcraft. Um, I don't know how this functions. I've tried to imagine it. Right, uh, if you're, <laughs> they got to kind of keep it in game. They can't suddenly say your controller suddenly works in this mode or, you know, something weird like that. So it has to be uh-huh. kind of your WASD controls and your mouse and, and your keyboard and all that. And then what? You plop your character down, camera zooms out kind of top down, and you get swarmed with undead or whatever. Knowles, all trying to tell you not to take candle. And then you just what? Hose yeah, them down. Sounds, sounds about right. Sounds like you just yep. invented vampire survivors. <laughs> yep, you did it. You got it. I don't know why you're having a hard time picturing this, Scott. That's I guess, spot that's, on. You just, I guess that's it. I just can't picture because rotating around quickly is important. I guess mouse can do that. I don't well, know. Maybe they just maybe. zoom way out, take 
you know, take control of your character. I don't. Uh, there, know. There's yeah. a there's a controller mod for WoW as well. I'm sure that'll work. Yeah, but they're not going to play toward that, I would assume. Or not Chad gonna says it's a that. toy that lets you play around and has a 15-hour cooldown. <laughs> yeah. They need to fix that, by the way. The cooldowns <laughs> of the toy box. It's one of the first things I did was go to my toy box just to look at like all the shit I have in there. Yeah, Everything is like, uh, here, do this thing for two seconds. 15-hour cooldown. One-day cooldown. Three hours cooldown. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, what is this? Oh, I got a new toy. You right-click it, and in the world it goes. <laughs> yeah. And then have it's like, have- you can do that. And you're like, what just happened? Well, you'll find out in three hours when you can do it again. Has Have they ever, like... I don't know, discuss this out loud and public about why they do it. Or it's why probably to avoid spam and Stormwind and, and um, Ogremar. Like if, if 500 people are standing around and all click their toys, you know. I understand it if it's something that impacts like other people's experience, like throwing a banana on the ground or, you know, putting up those signs or whatever. Like, you know, I guess uh, there was an issue recently where people were using the uh, foam sword toy. And they would put a rack of foam swords across the entryway to the portal room for Stormwind. And Mm. people couldn't get in to take the portals places because they couldn't get past the foam rack of swords. That stuff maybe is a little understandable. uh, But, you know, when it's something that only impacts you, like when I make it daytime in the Dragon Isles because I can I play at night. That's only impacting me. I don't make it day for the entire zone. They're like, gosh, dang it. John's playing the game again. I guess we don't get to play at night. <laughs> like, that's just that's just my personal experience. I don't see any reason why that needs a 24-hour cooldown on that item. They should, have a, should. they should have a toy to make it night, and it should be for all players. And then people should just sit there and <laughs> spam their toys and fight over it. No, this is how much this is a better idea. Time. John needs to have a toy that does just his view distance radius of day so as you move the borders of it move so you oh like <laughs> yeah. a little like a sunbeam yeah so him. you're like running into other people and they're like shit it's daytime because john's here but and when you pass yeah. through them they'll eventually they'll get back to night because you'll come out of the view range and it has yeah. to be the maximum like level 10 view range or whatever and that's john's aura <laughs> finally paladins and paladins are john's favorite class suddenly because now the aura of of day the aura of sun. Yeah, the the day aura yeah. has come. Save save the light will save me. You'll you'll yell as you run around and annoy everybody. But uh, I just did a quick cursory uh, search on the internet. Why are toy cooldowns so long? Just a full page of of posts. Everybody wants this. It's time, Blizzard. These are stupid and arbitrary. It doesn't make sense. It it looks like they threw darts at a dartboard. And even when they get them right. They then make them wrong. I remember uh, busting my butt to get wings from the Dark Moon Fair. They put a new game at the Dark Moon Fair, and you got cosmetic wings that you could equip. I don't even want wings that bad, but I thought it was cool that they were doing something like this. Mm. And originally, those wings, they like I, I don't remember the exact number, so people might say, well, that's not what it was. But essentially, when you first got them, if it was two hours that they were applied to you, the cooldown was two hours. It did go away if you got in combat, so you could lose them. But if cosmetically you wanted to look like you had wings, you could have a 100% uptime on wings. Well, someone at Blizzard, the the fun detected alarm went off and went, people are running around with wings nonstop. These wings aren't going away. And they changed it. 
And now uh, it's uneven. Now you can have it for your little chunk of time, and then it's hours and hours and hours before uh, it comes back. And there's just no reason for that. They've, In fact, they've gone so far as in Dragonflight, you can transmog your back item to be wings. That's a permanent and yeah. in-combat thing that you can do and have. Yeah. But heaven forbid you put cosmetic wings on your character with a 100% uptime and not in combat. Yeah, have they seen like it, uh, the, the Drakthir, the only race with uh, no cooldown on their wings? They just can have their <laughs> wings out. Like, I don't even know a Drakthir who turns into human unless they're RPing or something. Because you have the human form, yeah. right, that you can do, kind of like Morgans. But uh, everyone I see, they're You're all never in human form as a Morgan. No. Either. Why would you? Oh my gosh! I always want. To I do. I do it, but yeah. that's simply because every now and then I want to click the transform ability because the transform animation is real cool. It's pretty good, yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, well, as far yeah. as how we're all doing in it, um, I'm I'm doing great. Uh, GURP has essentially exhausted all world content and uh, the new stuff that landed recently. The, the all the Emerald Dream stuff, and I really liked it a lot. Um, I think they're they're representation of the emerald dream is this perfect combination of style from older parts of the game and newer parts of the game it just really made a hell of a zone it's really really great and i really like that stuff i also leveled a pally to 70 uh he was 40 and uh nice took him to to level he's now i guess he's 76 now so he's actually no no i'm sorry Wait, 70's the cat. What, you're right. I took him the other day. I took him from 66 to 70. The mm. cap change really messed me up when they changed say, it. Man, look who got in the friends and family. Oops. Alpha, clearly. Yeah. Look who's already playing the war within. <laughs> and then uh, I'm also I also have been dabbling a little bit with a with the demonology uh, warlock just for funsies and got a little wrapped up in that. I will say this. I think the best. At least for now, I'll say this because I really like I really like Pandaria. I like a lot of the the other time, uh, what do they call it? Uh, time jumping zones or whatever they are. Though for for leveling before you get to to cap, um, yeah. the, the chromie time, chromie time, all that stuff. Uh, the the my favorite has been, um, and the most and the quickest I think actually the most XP has come from Warlords of Draenor. Crazy crazily enough, it's really weird. Um, it has a very tight cinematic campaign. Yeah. And you're War- immediately Warlords just of Draenor doesn't waste a lot of time with fluff. It's like, here's an intro quest. Here's a bunch of levels. Now you're here. Yep. Follow this path. Here's yep. levels. Yep. Just you levels. just go and go and go. The and, worst chunk yeah. of it is when they teach you about the garrison. Like yeah. that's the that's the biggest stopgap where you're like, okay, I gotta talk to Gaslow about <laughs> lumber for 10 minutes. But <laughs> Once you're past that and you're on the leleving path, it's real solid. Yeah, it's pretty good. Once and and once you get pat, they even have a little bit in the middle where you got to go back and deal with your garrison. But then you're right back to leveling, and I just cranked through those levels on there, and it was really fun. There's some great quests in there, some really killer stuff. Like Warlords, for all the shit we gave it back in the day, its biggest problems were just sort of dead end game. But it's it's leveling experience still some of the best stuff there is. It's real good. Um, so I watched Thrall kill. Garage out in out in Nagrand. That was fun. <laughs> Had a good time with that. Then I level. Can I say covered in band aid? Garage is my favorite garage. It's a pretty good garage. Yeah. I love when he shows up and he's just got little band aids all over. It looks like he shaved right before yeah. he came out yeah. and just had got a bunch of nicks all over his body. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like it's real bad time for me. Yeah. It's not going great. <laughs> 
you go easy on me. But anyway, did all that. That was fun. Um, and I haven't done any kind of raiding or any kind of dungeons much yet. I uh, did a couple of public ones, but I haven't really gotten into that yet. Just been busy working on characters. Very excited about flight, uh, dragon flight coming to everything or most things. Uh, certainly coming to the rest of the world. Although they did say it wouldn't be quite as fast. On yeah, 80%. 80%, but, was it? Still yeah. pretty fast. I'm still happy with it. So I uh, think, so just to talk about that real quick. Uh, people are upset about this. Like, people get upset about everything. But there are a lot of people that are upset about the 80% nerf. And a lot of people are pointing to things like Preach's interview with Ian where he talked about we're trying to walk back old uh, stubbornness, old old Blizzard stubbornness. Yeah. So the here here's basically what the thing is, why people are mad and what Blizzard is saying. Dragonflight... Uh, Dragon riding um, is now going to be everywhere in the world instead of just the Dragon Isles. But when you are not in the Dragon Isles, it's going to be 80% as fast as what it was at the Dragon Isles. Right. There's a nerf to it. Right. Now, Blizzard says that the reason they're doing that is because Dragon Isles was intentionally expanded. The zones were much, much bigger, and that extra boost to speed was necessary once you shrink it down to the size of the actual continents. 80% still feels just as fast, but without being too fast where you're flying over everything. Right. And I think Blizzard might be right. I Like, if you if you wanted to say, John, put your money down, do you think they're right or wrong? I would probably bet that they're right on that. Yeah. But um, is Blizzard has a longstanding history of telling us what we think. <laughs> That's their old stubbornness. Yeah. It's not a case of them going, we're going to put it out there. And let you try it and have you go, this is too fast. <laughs> you got to yeah. slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Instead, they're telling you, no, you're going to want it nerf. And I think what Blizzard needs to do is they need to stop telling players how they're going to feel about something. Mm. They might be right, but it's they've been wrong enough recently that I think the better tactic, especially if you're going to do a PTR, is to put it out there, let players see what you're talking about and if you're right walk it back and if you're wrong then it's fun and don't change it because stop changing things that are fun mm. yeah you see what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. i don't necessarily think they're wrong and i don't necessarily think it's a problem but i think there's an issue with their methodology to the way they do things that kind of feeds this this machine this weird relationship where we get mad at blizzard for everything and then they do it. I, I think it is because there is a little bit of an arrogance to their design when Blizzard says, this is what you want. We yeah. as players have a tendency to go, well, how do you know that? Yeah. Yeah, well, of course we would. And, and that's always been a bit of a clash. I'd love it if they walked more of that back. But in this particular case, unless they have big plans for old content, I don't know why it matters that much. I think they'd stop doing that since class, like they got memed on so hard because of classic, right? So oh, with the whole, uh, you think, think you want, like you everyone, know. it was like, I'm not saying what a customer thinks, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, they've, <laughs> they're maybe less not. vocal about it, but yeah, I kind of wish they would just let fun things be fun and not, not worry. Remember, remember there was a kind of a sort of high profile internal thing going on with Diablo three when they were worried about ba class balance between classes and at some point they just went no why are we worried about this like make them all crazy make them all op everybody's op so make them all op who cares just 
just do it. And I think that was the right thing to do because it was fun. It's not fun to get nerfed ever. No one wants nerfs. Yeah. So don't nerf shit. <laughs> Make it OP. <laughs> and so flying and, and okay. if you think you're right, like if you think it's genuinely like 100% is is bad, then let people see it and let people judge it and let people come to you and say it. Like that that to me is a better stance for a Blizzard that's trying to appeal more to their audience. Yeah. Now that said, I love dragon riding and I'm very glad it's going to be everywhere because I actually think it is such a good feature. It supplanted what flying is in that game. And while I'm happy that we'll have some hovering scenarios that I can choose to hover in, I love I love how the flying feels in the game with Dragonflight. It's actually legitimately rad. And it's obviously a thing that will be there moving forward no matter what. It's just nice to know that we'll also be a thing moving back, and I'm into it. So uh, try not to nerf it if you can, but yes, please, please have dragon riding everywhere because I love it. I just love the feeling of it. Such a good... Uh, maybe that's why I like Dragon Flight so much as an overall expansion is because I just love getting everywhere. It's just a fun way to move around. I would avoid flight paths sometimes unless I had to pee or something. I'd just be like, well, there's a new flight path, but guess what? F off, Torin. I've never met. I'm flying there myself. Woo! Wings spread. Get there a lot quicker, too. Hell yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's a good sign that it's really fun. It is You're really fun. That. Legitimately fun and, and and tactical in some ways. You got to think about how you're using the resources involved, and it's just great. So, I hope we do more of that. Um, John, you got your alliance tuned to forty. What's this alliance let's, bullshit? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's do Dear Martha. Oh, you want to do that now? Let okay. Me, yeah, let me intro my wow time with Dear Martha. Okay, fair enough. Good. I saw that as second. Oh, so I thought it was second. out of order, Martha. Yeah, out of order, Martha. Uh, okay, let me. I'm not ready for this. Why am I not? Because <laughs> surprise, Jeff. Surprise, everybody. Sur- you, you surprise, Martha. It's happening now. All right, here it comes. My dearest Martha. Well, I'm still playing World of Warcraft. And I never did hear back from my last letter, so you were either serious about leaving me if I got back into this game, or, you know, hopefully something got lost in the mail something. (laughs) Anyway, after last week's inventory-focused letter, I've now moved on to playing the game proper. I played through Newbie Island because I'm basically a newbie again. The game then naturally pathed me into Battle for Azeroth, which I wasn't overly excited for, but after hearing the musical score for Boralus Harbor again, I decided to see it through. After a lot of questing and some expansion wanderlust with Chromie time, I reached level 40, which was exciting because I'm Horde at heart, and the only reason I was playing this Alliance character was to unlock the allied races. But don't let this salty old sea dog seem too harsh on the blue and gold team, Martha. The truth is, I grew quite fond of my night elf rogue on our travels together. Me getting lost repeatedly, her bouncing up and down randomly for no reason whatsoever, us together getting kicked out of the horde side of Dalaran because muscle memory led me in that way. We were quite the team. And we unlocked bigger-boned humans called Coltirans, and basically me after seeing Terminator 2 in theaters, which are called Mechanomes, to go with the already unlocked flashlight-headed Lightforge Draenei, and the, yes, you can have Blood Elves 2 Void Elves. 
That left only the Dark Iron Dwarves to go, and we headed to Molten Core to fend off a goblin attack. It was all going so well, my rogue and I working in perfect harmony. Even the Dark Iron Dwarves, normally so stubborn and rough, melted at the sight of our graceful death ballet as we danced in their defense. And then the game said we needed to go run the dungeon, the Motherload, mm. to finish unlocking Dark Iron Dwarves. Now here's the deal, Martha. I've run the Motherload. I've run it multiple times, including normal and heroic difficulties. I remember this because the mother load stands out in my memory as a trash-filled annoyance that I never <laughs> want to run again for any reason ever. Would it be easy? Yes, of course. Would we get through it quickly? Obviously. Would this be my first step on breaking the social stigma that exists in my head for WoW and its players to allow me once again to feel a sense of camaraderie in this MMORPG? Of course it would. And perhaps most important of all, will this small act unlock the final missing piece on that create a character screen that bugged me enough to spend 40 levels bouncing around as a night elf? Yeah, it would questions answered there was only one path open to me i did the only thing i could do martha i said to myself 40 levels is more than enough time to remember how to play a rogue so i logged out got back on my blood elf main and set sail for the dragon isles baby Woo! yours in this life and the next level 40 what's her name oh level 40 what's her name Ah, oh, that's great I did the very similar thing with the level 40 thing. Although that was with the pally that I ended up loving to get to 40. All I wanted to do was the allied race thing. That was the whole point. I got there and I went, I really like this guy. So then I changed him from this shitty blood elf heritage to be a, uh, a proper cool race like the Xandalari uh, dude. Xandalari uh, 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 trolls. And now he's way cooler and I hope to tank with him one day. Uh, very good though, John. Very good. Yes. It seems to me like you're enjoying uh, Retail WoW right now. Seems to me. I am. Uh, so, yeah, I did. I leveled up to 40, unlocked some allied races. I uh, didn't unlock the one that required running a dungeon that I hate. And uh, then I started playing Dragonflight proper. Finally. Mm. Finally did it. Did you go get all your uh, tokens so you can just upgrade your flight shit and never have to Not about all it again? of them, but yeah. as somebody who has a... a long-standing history in World of Warcraft that when I'm bored, I fly around. Mm. This is a great expansion for that. I'll Let bet. me tell you. When I when I accept eight quests in a row and I go, oh, Jesus. <laughs> what am I, I going to do now? There's just stuff to do all over the place. Uh, I can just fly around and find tokens, and that's a great way to uh, to spend time yeah. in the game. And it feels like there's a progression to it now. I love dragon riding; it's it's great. It's really fun. Uh, I right? am a little surprised at how few customization options they give you right out of the gate. Like I kind of thought that there would be like. Hey, here's three base dragon models and a couple of pieces, and then you go in and unlock a bunch for a bunch of them. I was a little surprised at how like focused in on one type right out of the gate 
you are and but i've already started unlocking stuff yeah customizing it a little bit i'm having a good time with it and i do want to give a special shout out i want to talk about this so wow has this long-standing history of these like literally this quest where i went someplace and there was an arena pit and i talked to a goblin it's almost always a goblin he's like hey we're gonna have a fight over here (laughs) and you're like great and you see it and it's like okay we recommend five players if you want to if you want to do these gladiatorial combats uh you're gonna have to have a party with you sure it's like i don't know man i don't know if i want to get a party together and and do this it's a lot like I I just don't I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if I want to sit down and be like, hey, guys, anybody interested in grouping up for the second zone, some random quest in the middle of nowhere. Uh, But then I noticed a hunter running around Hmm. Um, and they started the fight because they have a pet and that uh, emboldens them. It's what they do. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's what it's what hunters do. Yeah. And so I went, well, I'll help them fight. So I went down there and I helped them kill the first monster. And we went and we turned in. And I was like, all right, well, are they going to do the second one? And they kind of waited. And I was like, oh, they're waiting to see if I start it. And they got sick of waiting for me, who was just staring at them. And they ran up and they started it. And we did the second one. So then I invited them to party because I thought, all right, well, let's let's do this together. Yep. And we went through the entire quest chain. And uh, very quickly, as a part of my group, I noticed that this was an individual in the core guild. Oh, the core, uh, the core public, uh, the retail new guild for core listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. any of us? Are any of us in the core? I'm guild? in there. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I'm totally. <laughs> right. I'm. I am not. <laughs> I, I need to be. Uh, I'm still in my. I thought for sure I would have been kicked out of our old guild. Uh, but it, that had not happened, and as I was already in the guild, I just didn't leave it for an invite to another one. But I do need to get into core. Um, but anyway, so I, I went through this quest, and uh, we did all the fights together and had a had a good time. And uh, got done, and I said, you know, I appreciate getting help from someone from the core guild. And they smiled in chat. And uh, I said, you know, let's just test the waters here. Let's just see how it goes. I just went... Hey, this is John, by the way, mm. <laughs> just to see if they know, because I don't know. Maybe they yeah, just got invited they to don't. the guild. They, it's not a guarantee that you're a listener. It's likely, but it's not a guarantee. Sure. And they went, what? Really? And then they started talking, and uh, it was a very wonderful experience and very fun. So I want to give a special shout out to, uh, I'll say the character's name. The, uh, the character's name is Taraxin. Uh, they showed up on my friends list as Tex. So whichever of those you go by, uh, thank you for your help. That's with awesome. That, quest. that was a lot that. of fun. And then I got in over my head fighting another elite mob and uh, <laughs> uninvited, but very welcome. They showed up and bailed me out. It was very much a, I wonder if I can do this. And very quickly realized, oh, no, <laughs> I cannot do this. But they showed up and bailed me out. So wow. uh, a, a huge shout out to uh, that listener um, for helping and hanging out and having a good time uh, early on Thanksgiving day. That's great. I love that story. A core person out there doing, doing good work, John enjoying an expansion, uh, a flight system that actually for me is the biggest star of this expansion and moving forward. I think it's like a crucial thing. And when I first got in, I thought, Oh, what kind of half-assed one-off thing is this going to be this game? You know, cause they always do that. It's like oh the islands from Battle for Azeroth or the what was the one in the in the 
Shadowlands where it was like a roguelike dungeon dive thing. What was that called? Whatever that oh, was. Uh, Torghast. Torghast. I remember, you know, I was excited about those things, but I've been burned before because these are usually kind of a little bit like, well, it'll be here for this. Or even good ones like the weapon stuff in Legion didn't carry forward, right? Yeah. So this, though, this, this shit is legit. This flying model is awesome. And they're just going to make it better by making all the other mounts that way and letting you fly in other parts of the world. 80% or not, I'm all in on that. Is there is there a flying raid or dungeon? Uh, no, but that could they, be interesting. That, that's, they need uh, to do that You next. can do it in some of the dungeons, is my understanding. I haven't run any yet. But not like, a, is like, hmm. not like a go-between, like, oh, let's fly to this next island kind of thing on our mounts. No, like fight they, in it. They've right? done that. Like an actual, like... Everyone's got to be on the mount. You can use your abilities, but you don't dismount. And it's just you know something crazy like the like the airship battle in Wrath of the Lich King. Like just but like you're all flying on your mount. Didn't that that was uh, Cataclysm? There was some fight up in the air. Caligos. You're on the back of Deathwing, I think. Uh, That's true. Yeah, there was yeah. the Deathwing. Yeah. But there was one yeah. where you were on mounts. And you were flying. You were just oh, on them. Yeah, that's, one of the uh, that's dungeons, another yeah. Lich King. That's the that's Lich King? Uh, yeah. I know what that, you're talking about. Well, the you fight, yeah. There's a part where you fight Malagos yeah. on mounts. Yes. At the very end of the fight. Yeah. It might have been the Malagos. Brit and then dungeon. there's a dungeon where you spend a little bit of time on mounts going up the side of the dungeon as well. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. I kind of, but, but uh, to do it this way with this more dynamic thing. It's going to require a lot more finesse. Sure. So I don't know how they do it, but I would love that. I would be so into yeah, that. Just like everyone, like all like 25 people have to get into a group and then do a dive together. And then <laughs> Hell as yeah. you hit the side, you go doop, 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 and you do DPS or something. I don't know. They can build that quest just, in a weekend. Get that done, Blizzard. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> just kidding, dude. I'm just kidding. It's going to be on my gravestone at this point. <laughs> it's one of my hear, favorite recurring things. I just hear just it so much because I've been streaming more too. And like, I'll just say something a little off and yeah. hinged, and people are like, yeah, maybe we'll do it in a weekend. And I'm like, it's just, it's like a fart that won't go away now at this point. <laughs> I, I always enjoy it when it comes up for whatever reason, good or bad. Um, Bo, Bo, anything else to it's add fine. about your time in WoW since uh, I don't no, know if you've no, done no. everything? Good. I, I've spent a lot of time talking about it. Um, I, I'm more interested to hear what you guys are doing because I haven't gotten to retail yet. Yeah. So I'm I'm really loving it. So uh, like I said, like really, it's been I don't know, almost yeah. ten years since I was this into it. Alex Straza is annoying me a little bit. Um, she's. <laughs> She'll do that. Uh, She's easy on the eyes, but uh, a little bit annoying to listen to, to her. Taronda's annoying like, me. It's Taronda's so, my biggest problem spot right now. I think, me nuts. I think it might have actually been Taliesin. Uh, I recently heard him talking about how Warcraft lines are delivered. And ever since I heard him say it, I can't stop thinking about it, which was that all Warcraft characters must deliver lines like it like is extremely this. important. Yeah. Everything I say, yeah. even if I'm going to go get a bagel. <laughs> like it's yeah. just it's gotta be that, and now I can't hear past it. And Alex Straza is maybe one of the worst, like the worst at that. Like I landed, she's like, 
Welcome, champion! <laughs> it is good to have you here. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, just say hi. Yeah. Just say hi. You're not Alex wrong. Strauss. She's a little annoying that way. I agree. Um, but Pretentious it's a, is the word you're looking for. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably right. She, and she's got a, you know, it's a big role to play in this expansion. She has a lot to do in it, but um, she's not my favorite of the of the hero characters to follow around doing stuff. My favorite is probably, I just love the two brothers. Um, uh, oh, who's the one Rathian that's all? and. Rathian and the other guy's brother. I can't think of his name. Like, his name's like Abyssian or Abyssian, something like Abyssimal, that? Abyssimal, Abyssimal, Abyssi. Abyssimal, Abyssimal, Abyssi. <laughs> this is my brother, Abyssi. This is my old pal, Abyssi. Um, there's something about those two always fighting and being dicks to each other that really cracks me up. It's actually pretty great. Sabellian. Sabellian. Abyssian. Is Abyssian the Tauren? Yeah. Oh, I knew there okay. was Abyssian. Oh, Abyssian is the Tauren. He's a dragon too, but he's torn for him and he's hanging Sabellian out. Sabellian is Rathian's brother. That's they right. are great. I do like the two of them together because yeah. they just, they're annoying, but at least so far from what I've seen of the story so far, they're not annoying in a way that's bothering me. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. like if this whole game turned into like them, like just constantly at each other, like getting people killed over their squabbles and stuff, that would be bad. Mm -hmm. But so far, it's just like both of them took a step towards a chair at the same time and went, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And now they're just slap fighting like uh, Sideshow Bob and and his brother yeah. <laughs> like they're just they're just slapping each other trying to get in the chair yeah you, you you basically said it and i i don't know why i just find their banter really funny but but yeah game's good i hope people are enjoying it i know there's a big uptick in our community and uh people are having a good time and uh we'll see how long it lasts i did have a chance to play some other games though so let's talk about those that's been a bit of a sale going on steam had their little uh you know fall sale thing happen and i gravitated toward a couple of indies that i've had my eye on I'll start with the one that's going to make everyone's eyes roll, but I don't care. I like it. <laughs> you guys uh, might too. It? I don't uh, know. Um, I hadn't read the name of me, the game until you said it. <laughs> it's, ca game? Oh, it's called Lil get. Gator Game. <laughs> Lil <laughs> Gator Game, or as I prefer to say, Little Gator Game, uh, because I can't stand when the term Lil is used. But this is the sweetest little wholesome, fun little gem of a game. Its reviews reflect that in Steam. People really like this thing. It's this uh, little indie title that is basically a game about childhood fun. The, uh, you're, you're a little tiny gator, little gator kid, and uh -huh. you're hanging out with your sister early on, and you and your sister play all the time, and you're always talking about the new games coming out. You're often talking about games that sound like Zelda, even though he doesn't say the name Zelda, but it's like Little Green Adventure Boy and things like that. And uh, yep. the game also has a uh, jump and then glide feature. It has a climb up the wall uh, meter for your uh, what's that called? Your uh, stamina, little stamina ring. Oh, so it's breath of it's breath of the wild. Kinda, yeah. It's clearly taken inspiration from that, and they're not hiding it. They there's all sorts of satire and jokes about kind of what they're doing here. But this island is full of not any real creatures to fight. It's full of cardboard crayon drawings of creatures to fight that your friends set up so that it could be part of your big adventure you're building. And the reason you're trying to build this adventure is trying to get your sister, who's now gotten older and is in early college now, to Aww. play with you again. 
because she's too busy. She's got like group projects that are due and, and all this stuff. They have this whole story they tell. And uh, I can already tell the ending's going to be a jerking of the tears. It's just. Gonna yeah, be. I was going to say, this seems uh, set up for some heartbreak. Big time. Um, this is so cute and wholesome. It's wholesome I, as hell. I can't, I can't take this. Yeah, it's it's hard. It, it, I okay. I've only played. I don't know. I played three hours or something. It's supposed to be short-ish on the whole. I don't know what the total length is, but it's supposed to be you know kind of bite size. Um, but it's got tons of exploration. You just run into rando animals out somewhere on the island. It'll say, "Hey, do me this favor," you know, like quest type stuff. But it's funny because there is no fantasy world. You're not other than you have to kind of accept this idea that you're a gator. <laughs> doing all this <laughs> yeah but they treat the world like it's just whatever your imagination it works for us so people put a cardboard box on top of the highest hill and it's full of these crafting materials and it's like getting a treasure chest and you pop it and all you get all these pieces and then you can craft you know your your new sword can look like a fly swatter uh or your your new shield can be a drawing your friend did um there's also a way to slide kind of Tony Hawk style on your shield when you want to go down hills. It's super fun. Um, it I, and I, when I first saw the reviews, I'm like, my gosh, there's not a negative thought in this in these reviews. It was like insane levels of of uh, positive, and it went on sale for like ten bucks or something or whatever it was, fifteen maybe. It's normally no, no, it was ten I think because it's normally twenty, and um, it is wonder it is wonderful. This game is wonderful. I cannot recommend it enough. I would not recommend it just for kids uh, or younger sets. I would recommend this for adults. Uh, you know, if you like Bluey, you'd love this. Even though there's really there's no other connection other than here's the thing that looks like it's for kids, but it's just perfect for adults. Um, it is just has this joyousness about it. Uh, it remember this is a game made by people who clearly remember that video games are supposed to be fun and wondrous and exciting and funny and you know kind of a imagine yourself as a kid playing mario for the first time or something it has that vibe about it and completely enamored with it it's just adorable funny um i i, I this whole story that shake oh you every time he sees these like ghostly versions of himself and the and the other gator that's his sister that's them when they were younger and you get bits of story or memories of when they used to to explore this island together and how badly he wants that to be the case again. He wants to have that back. And so he's trying so hard to earn it and, and to make it happen. And traversing is really fun. The movement is really cool. There's a lot of physics involved. It's not particularly hard, but it has its challenges in terms of like, you know, puzzles and stuff. Um, big, big thumbs up on this one. I think it's rad. And the fact that it's so cheap right now is just kind of a no-brainer. So, yeah, that's awesome. It's yeah. on. A, looks like it's on a lot of different platforms too, which is good. I yeah. think I might get this for the kid. It's so good, dude. I, I would I have. Like there's I, a life lesson in here that I want yeah. the kids to have as as they quickly approach teenage years for the older ones, and you know, having a baby brother. I think there's some stuff they could learn from this game. Yeah, and I just sat there and played on my Steam Deck the whole time. I don't think I played. Yeah, I haven't even played it on my PC proper. I just played on my Steam Deck, which it's you know verified for, and I got so lost in it. I haven't done that in a long time, where I was just like not thinking about anything else, not trying to just hurry up and get a quest done or move on to the next thing. It was just like, where does this tree go? 
why does that go there? Oh, weird. There's like a, a cardboard slime. I better slay it. And then, I, oh, I slayed it. And the kid over by the tree says, thanks for doing that. You get a reward. I'm told you're uh, or, you know, trying to pretend to be an NPC, but he's letting slip that he just happens to be friends with one of your friends. And I don't know. It's just cornball, cute, really well executed, fun little thing. And I, I, I couldn't be more thumbs up on it. It's sort of on topic, just as a quick news bit. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Bluey, the Bluey game came out. I, I heard it, it yet, but it did come in. Not reviewing that well. Um, uh, 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 too simple, I'm hearing uh, from somebody. Who told me this? Somebody bought it and played it. Uh, I think it may not matter, though. Like, this isn't, this is, that yeah. game is definitely for the kids, and it sounds like it's probably perfect for them. But, like, IGN's like, oh, it's a thin, <laughs> experience it's it's a too rudimentary i'm like yeah i don't know if you're the right person to review it maybe you know this one is more tongue-in-cheek like the skater game is like they 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 know this is for me and you as well as maybe some younger kids because most of the references are things it's it's meant to tap into our nostalgia of being kids and playing right. games when we were kids so bluey does this amazing thing in the cartoon where it's for kids, but adults totally get it. And the adults are as big a part of it as anything. And so it becomes a show that everybody can watch. But I never really expected the game to be some subversive adult game inside of a kid's package. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I didn't either. I, I don't know. I might try it at some point. Yeah, I may I may play we'll it. See. Taylor got one, got it for Van, and I haven't heard back on how it is. But we'll find out, I guess. But anyway, high recommendation. Still on sale, I think, till the 26th or something. Just a couple of days, and uh, you can still get it on sale. I also got on sale this one. I think this one's for Bo. Um, I got Wild Frost on Steam. <laughs> Wild Wild Frost. Frost is great. Okay. Oh, is oh. this a um, card game? I've yes. Seen it going around. Different though than I thought. I thought it was just going to be another card game. Uh, you know, another Slay the Spire attempt. And it was cheap enough for, I was like, well, these reviews are pretty good. And it just came out of early access. And I, I kind of like this art style. You know, it's had all these arguments by I should try it. So I finally grabbed it. It is uh, a lot different than I expected that, for example, has a, a, a timer system that when you, when you start out, you have a hero with you and you pick a hero card and you go on a run. And on that run with that hero card, uh, she has a little number uh, here. She has a little number below them. That's like in a yellow star. And that number is how many turns away before they can act. So instead of mana being the thing you spend and only having a limited number of mana cards or whatever, or mana points to spend on cards like Hearthstone style or whatever. Instead, it's all about trying to strategically know when your character gets to move because they're going to do it automatically when it's their turn. Um, if another, if an enemy or one of your characters is down to one tick left, whatever move you make after that, they're going to attack you. So you can do things like freeze them, which will give you more ticks of time before they attack you. So there's this strategy of when to put your characters out, what other cards to use with them, hanging on to your freezing ability, which will freeze the enemy long enough for you to hurt them more. Um, and then all kinds of like charms and tweaks and stuff you buy on the way that change the gameplay up and all that. It is so cool, dude. It's almost, you know what it's more like than I, this one, this was unexpected. It's more like uh darkest dungeon 
than anything else without the dark part <laughs> um, or the insanity meter. But it has more of that vibe. It's got like, it's, it's like lines, your, your back line, you got mid and front um, and the other and the enemies, same thing. So you're fighting them because they're in front of you or you have a character who has an ability that can go over the front and get somebody in the rear. So there's kind of positional stuff going on with the cards. But it's not like laid out Hearthstone style. It's more like laid out in a in a line, like a direct line from each other. Um, there are more than one lane, though. There are often two or three lanes, uh, especially in boss fights. And I got completely freaking hooked on this. It's real good. It's real good. Like hidden hidden depth kind of good um, and better than I Isn't thought it was going to be. The devs made, these are like Yogscast guys because they make cave blazers. Oh, is this the Cave Blazers people? They're not Yogg's yeah. guys. They're just published by... The, they have a publishing arm oh, now. So. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm just seeing the, the Cave Blazers thing, so I'm like looking at what else they do. That's interesting, interesting. if that's them, because they this is like visually and stuff, this is a whole new bag. Like really, the cards pop. They have a weird pseudo 3D thing, kind of like Marvel Snap does. Yeah. Um, really cute art style. The sound track or the... Uh, uh, the th- music, the th- music theme in the game is really good. It's just awesome and plays amazing on Steam Deck. Great on PC. This would be perfect on tablets if they ever get to make one there uh, or phones or whatever. But it is just a fun, fast-paced, different game. It's not. I'm. I, I have to admit, I was getting tired of the ones where it was like, well, you have three crystals, magic crystals. If you spend all three, then end your turn. This doesn't even have a really a, a, an end turn it's just those tick those those turn-based ticks keep coming down and the strategy is to kill the other people before they have a chance to hurt you and if they do hurt you minimize what what they can hurt you with i mean is it kind of an auto battler like if darkest dungeon was an auto battler with randomized no well not really because so while while your hero card and the boss card do automatically attack when their ticks are gone they're not happening in real time you still have to you still kind of take a turn you're just not ending your turn yeah, turn-based auto battler let's say kind but. of yeah um but they but they don't just go they don't they'll only do one attack so whatever their attack is they'll do it on their turn and then they get a new timer right or, or a new right yes yeah, i mean like so so like you know, in like a more traditional magic, you'd have to tap them to attack or decide if you're blocking with them. This just, when the timer's zero, then they do the ability they have on their card, basically. Yeah, basically that's it. And there's there's some order of operations that's like Darkest Dungeon, where they might hit the front or back and all that. Yeah, and if and you... I, I guess yeah. there's instants and stuff that you can cast from hand, like not everything's played out on the table. Right, correct. Healing stuff yeah. and armor and, you know, damage and stuff that comes out of out of the out of your hand. Um, there's also a way to, there's some cards like that one in the middle he's looking at right now. He's not choosing it for some reason, but that middle card makes it so that you can reduce your ticks down by two or even the enemy if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've got somebody you're like, if they can just attack, I'll survive this, but they've still got two ticks. Put that card, play that card in real time. Your ticks are now nothing, and as soon as you're done with that, that now your character will will attack, and you and you and you'll win the match. I've had a couple come down to that. It's been really intense. Um, and there's some there's other hero cards that get that you mix in as well as you're moving along. You 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 discover them frozen in ice. It's kind of part of the story. But as you go along your little path, your your you know your your roguelike path. 
you'll find one of these encased in ice hero things. You'll chop, you'll chip it away with two or three clicks and out comes a, a random version of one of these heroes. Oh, and the other thing is without penalty or even getting ticks, you can move them around the battlefield as much as you want. So if you suddenly realize the one right in front of your hero has enough firepower to take you down, but has long ticks or something, and you're like, oh, shoot, he's only a tick away and I'm going to be screwed or whatever. You can move that pink guy as an example. I forget his name. You can drag him down, put him in front of you, and he'll take the damage. Um, there are also dummy, like training dummy cards that only take one hit, but they'll take the hit. So somebody was coming at you with like a weird ability to hit you with six six damage points and you've only got five left, you're going to be dead. You can put, if you have one in your hand, you can put one of these dummy cards in front and it will expend the full brunt of what they were going to hit you with on that card. Now they're, and now they're reset and you have to, you know, they can't, they can't hurt you. So there's just all the strategy comes in those ways instead of the traditional, like, well, I got three mana to spend. What am I going to spend it on? It's like just a not just enough of a difference for me. And it feels like I haven't been playing the same game a thousand times. Um, also uh, notably the, because these have tags, card battler, roguelike deck builder, uh-huh. but also difficult. <laughs> so are you finding the <laughs> game hard? I'm finding it to be because some of the comments are there and I'm like, all right, so this is cute, but hard, Look, I mean, hard, it's appealing. hard, but not good. like, not like impossible. I mean, I'm finding it early on, obviously too, you're, you're, you get one run done, you get to the boss, you barely win. And then the next thing's like way harder and then you're going to die. But you got this cool charm that you take into the next fight. And now you're a little stronger. I mean, that element is there. So you'd get better over time. But it does feel like one of those games that's like super simple to get in here and understand what's going on. And then you realize, ooh, there's some challenge here and I need to think ahead a little bit and I got to plan this out. And it's the right amount, though. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like math to me. It doesn't feel like complicated. It just feels like you just can't you just don't get to throw throw shit at the enemy and watch them die and you're done and you just move on. You know, you just kind of you want to think about it and make better choices and and all this stuff. Um, but presentation wise, I, it's really top notch. It flew under a lot of people's radar this year. I think it shouldn't have, I think it's awesome. And I'm really glad I got it. It was also on sale. I think that's 16 normally more than that. <laughs> um, and available now on steam and, uh, probably coming other stuff, but currently it's there and it's amazing. I love it. It's called wild frost. Looks um, cool. Yeah I, I yeah. Might, I might check it out. Yeah. I think you really like that game. And I also played a little bit. I barely poked around, so I'm not going to say much about it. But I started uh, Persona 5 Tactica, which is a tactics-based Persona game currently out on uh, Game Pass and other places. Game Pass is where I played it. And it is exactly what you think. It is the Persona world with more young, chibi-looking characterizations of the main characters from 5, plus some new ones. And in very anime fashion, they uh, have a story that is ridiculous and dumb, but the game is very much like, um, I don't know what to compare it to. It's, you know, XCOM, sort of. Oh, so it's a new entry in the Persona 5 world? Yeah, it's all tactics-based, turn-based gameplay, um, which I really, I think it I think it plays really nice. I think the story is overwrought and ridiculous but that's kind of true of the all their stories so i'm not trying to give that a hard time it's just not the thing that's grabbing me but the actual gameplay i think is is pretty strong 
Um, so far, not very far in. Like I said, I haven't even unlocked a couple of characters that. I, I don't. Say, I don't know how the story is, but does it matter if you know the story of the main game or not? I don't think so. Maybe you'll get more out of it. You'll get more out of the telling of the story if you do. Okay. But it's not required, and they also have a very cool fast-forward feature that makes you skip all the dialogue if you're really not into it. <laughs> um, but funny. it's uh, it's good. It's just a you know I like a good tactics game, and this one's a very fast sort of like get right into it and go kind of tactics game, and you'd have the personas and the abilities and you have magic points and there's a lot of similarities to the way the mainline games work, except this is meant to be more like a, a turn-based sort of XCOM kind of vibe and it's good and it's on game pass. So people can check that out. Uh, I need to spend more time with it to see if it's going to hold me much longer, but it's pretty cool. Uh, one of us played a Nintendo game and, and no one can believe it. Um, it's unbelievable. <laughs> well, I don't know. I feel like I'd be the middle level of believable. Yeah. Oh, is that out now? Super Mario RPG? Yep. Came out Friday, right? Or something. Sorry. Tuesday? Yeah, I think it came out uh, f- like Thursday night, Friday, uh, right after we did Core. I said that I hunted down my Switch because I was going to play Super Mario RPG's uh, remake for the Switch. And that's exactly what I did. I downloaded it. I played it. And it is an absolute delight of a game still. Um So if you've played Super Mario RPG and you like it, uh, this is an extremely faithful recreation of that. Uh, The graphics have been overhauled. There are cutscenes added to it. There are some changes mechanically to the game. Uh, For example, in combat, you are able to switch out your party with uh, different party members on the fly, um, which actually does make the game a little easier, which is a little surprising because the game is not actually that hard to begin with. So... Uh, it's, it's not the most challenging game in the whole wide world, but, uh, I think the graphical update looks really, really good. looks very slick and, um, the new music, uh, they've done a very, very good job of updating classical tracks that obviously if you, if you like the soundtrack to this game, you've heard these songs a million times, uh, and hearing the new music, although you can put the old soundtrack in there. So if you are worried that them updating the music is going to mess with your nostalgia, you can turn on the original soundtrack if you like. Um, There are some other cool changes. So like now, whenever you have a team of three, there is a trio attack that you can perform um, based on whichever three party members are in your team. So if you have, you know, Mario, Malo, and uh, Gino in your team, you're going to do this attack that might hit multiple enemies. Where, Or you're going to do a one big powerful attack concentrated on a single enemy. Whereas if you switch Malo and Bowser, you might do an attack that's going to hit uh, multiple enemies instead. Uh, they have put... And honestly, there's going to be some people that I think find this controversial, this change. I like it. One of the things that Super Mario RPG did that was really kind of unique was during their combat system, if you press the button at the right time, you would perform more powerful versions of your attacks. Now, this was something you kind of had to just feel out and get a get a sense of when to press the button. Uh, it also worked on on defense. If something was attacking you, you could press it. They've now added a prompt that pops up that tells you the proper timing for this. Oh, wow. I'm going to tell you that there are probably people that are like, ah, they made it too easy. I really appreciate this Mm. because let me tell you, once you know when you're supposed to hit the button, 
it is not always when you think you should be hitting the button. Yeah. Um, Trial and error you know, in that old game, for sure. You had to learn it. It's a real yeah. slow process and die a lot as a result. And I don't think it's necessarily a fun process to learn. Like, I think people will definitely get in the back in my day about it. I think this is a great change to show people when they when they need to execute it. It's still hard. Like, the window is still a very tight window, and you get rewarded the closer you are to it. So, for example, let's say Mario is going to hit somebody with a hammer. Mm-hmm. And if you press the button just right, he'll hit him twice with the hammer instead of once. Right. But if you hit it exactly right, not only will he hit him twice, but it will do it will now do an AOE attack that hits everybody uh, else for light damage as well. Oh, wow. So there's further incentives to do the timing perfectly. Uh, Same with defense. You'll take even less damage if you get the timing perfect on defending. So I think the strategy is still there. I think all it's really done is remove the obscurity about when you're supposed to be doing it. Mm. And uh, I think that's been a really good addition to the game. Um, If you're watching the gameplay on the screen, you will also notice that there is a little gauge. It fills up every time you successfully time a button press. That's what lets you do your kind of super triple tech ability. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, there have been slight weeks to the script but in general it is exactly the same game that uh you played before i think all the updates to the script have actually been really good um whether that is uh changing the i i don't know i'm i'm a bit of a sucker so the first boss in the original game was his name was translated to mac instead of uh a I'm trying to remember what his name was. It's a really bad pun. Mm. It it's a really bad pun on a sword, but like they've done a little bit more of a loyal localization to the game overall. But in general, all the jokes are still there. Like mm. this is still my favorite depiction of Bowser. Uh, he's kicked out of his home. He's working with <laughs> Mario instead of against him. Yeah. It's really Bowser at his lowest and best moment. Um, it's just all really, really well done and it looks great like the the updates stay in my opinion just loyal enough to still feel like the game you like but fresh enough to where it's just a joy to see it so i'm having a great time with it i just finished uh the the big wedding uh that happens in the game which i was a little sad by uh there is a mini game that you play in this i think it's based i don't remember exactly what it's all based on but there is a mini game that determines who mario gets kissed by during the wedding scene yeah um and i don't think the best option so i think if you do everything right if you do everything well you get kissed by peach oh uh all right which also i think that's a translation change she is called peach in this and i think I think originally she might have been called Toadstool because I oh. think this game predates her reveal of her name being Peach. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think that's true. So she is referred to as Peach throughout this entire game, which wow. is interesting. Wow, that is um, interesting. Huh. But uh, anyway, there is a wedding scene where, depending on how well you do, you either get kissed by Peach, you either get kissed by uh Bowser, you either get kissed by a character named Booster, who looks like uh, even Shaggy or Wario, 
Or you can get kissed by Booster and Bowser, which has always been my favorite outcome. Uh, and I'm a little sad that I didn't get to see that scene. I didn't. I didn't quite get it right to get the Booster Bowser kiss, which I think is the is the best option really that you can get. Nice. Um, oh. But all that stuff is still in there and still really good. Uh, it's still got all the same cameos. I ran into Link. I ran into Samus. Uh, well, the Samus doll, I think you can run into Samus later in the game too. So all that stuff is still in the game and, uh, yeah, having a great time with it. Uh, if you like super Mario RPG, or if you've heard about it as a like classic, amazing turn-based RPG, check it out. It's very good. Nice. All right. Nintendo people calm down. We had some content today about Nintendo. All right. (laughs) They're, they're long gone. And I love them. I, <laughs> they're, oh, they're, not. they're in the chat room appreciating you. They're, they're Are they listening good? to uh, Reggie Fiza Play, uh, <laughs> a new podcast where Reggie talks about his favorite pizzas and Switch games. I wish that was real. Fiza Play? That doesn't exist, does it? Because he's not doing that. You're making that up. No, I made that up. Shit, that would be so good. Well, get on the phone. Say, Reggie, not since you invented the Bigfoot pizza has there been an idea just like this. <laughs> exactly. Come to Frog Pants. We'll get you covered. All right. Uh, tell me about uh, the uh, Death Must Die. I, I was tempted on this. Now hearing you're playing, I think I probably should just get it. So what is this? Yeah, I had a. Uh, I was doing a Twitch stream and a viewer, DarkJ31, uh, came in and said, John, have you seen Death Must Die? This looks like a game you would enjoy. I said, I've never heard of it. So I pulled it up, and this game is Vampire Survivors meets Hades meets Diablo. Mm. And I went, why, that's three flavors of ice cream I like an awful lot. Yeah. I bought it immediately, and I've started playing it, and um, it it is exactly that. That is a accurate description of what this game is pulling from. So at its core gameplay element it is a vampire survivors game. Waves of enemies come at you. You kill them. You pick up little gems. But when you level up like Hades, uh, deities appear before you and grant you godly boons that change uh, the way you fight. So that's kind of where the power up mechanic is, or at least one of them. Uh, the other one is occasionally loot will also drop which you can pick up and equip in all your armor slots and uh, that's where the diablo starts to get into that's also better than the other diablo halls of torment like one the way they handle gear in there is that whole like send it back to town and if you survive you can buy the gear and then maybe equip it it's like a little much i i just want to have shit fall off a dude and put it on yeah, and that's exactly this. And there is a stash. I don't know exactly how Looks it works because like every time, yeah. every time I go back in, I still have the gear. So um, you just keep the you just keep the gear, and eventually, when I had too much, I just started dropping it. Yeah. Um, but this game is really cool. Like, like from a writing perspective, it's not it's not on par with Hades. Like. You know, it definitely it's very clear where it's pulling its uh, it's pulling from Mm -hmm. and it's not quite as snappy or intriguing or deep as what Hades was doing. But that doesn't make the Hades mechanics unfun. They are still fun to uh, have gods and deities grant you powers that change the way you play. 
the game is getting heavily updated right now, and most of the negative things people say about it is that it sounds like the game has been pretty heavy-handed on changes and nerfs and things like that. Oh, interesting. So it sounds like they're still finding balance, um, but everything I've done with it so far has been good. I haven't played a ton. I just unlocked my second character, um, which is a, a mage of some kind, and it looks like there's also a rogue somewhere in here. Um, so I, I'm having a great time with it and, uh, it does, Scott, this is for you. Cause we mm. know what you like from these games. Sure. There is a dash element, so it is more active than a vampire survivors game because not only are you swinging your sword or, you know, doing whatever you're doing, but you also do have a dash for dodging and whatnot. So oh, it is okay. a little more active. I like that. Survivors. I do like that. I think those are, I think that's a cool thing in these games when they let you do a little more than the basics. I also, I, your argument's never wrong about why you like it the other way, but, um, I don't know for me, I just, I don't know, something about being able to dash around that I really like for whatever reason. Uh, cool. Well, I'm grabbing this. This is another, what, like five buck thing. These are cheap. Uh, I don't remember how much this was. Let me look. Um, These guys, it'd be nice. I, this was a, it doesn't have the best name because I've already forgotten it. What is it? Death must die. Death must uh, die. And so, yeah, you are going after the God of death. Yeah. It's $7 right now. Okay. Um, and you are going after death to kill death. So it, there is a logic to it, but I do constantly forget it. I just know it's a lot of, a lot of death talk. So I always want to just say like, it's dead, death, die, dead, death, dead, die, die, death, die too die. soon. Die another time. The Bart, the, I don't remember, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's really, really cool. And I actually don't mind the, the dash mechanic. There's something about, there's enough extra stuff baked into this where it feels like it's trying to be more than just a vampire survivors. Yeah. Like you've got your RPG mechanics. The world feels more you're enticed to explore. Like you can just sit there and let enemies come to you like you do often in vampire survivors. But there's a lot more stuff to go pick up in the world that they mark when you get near it on your map. Yeah. So you're kind of encouraged to always be on the move looking for things. And I think that all these mechanics coming together in that sort of way, I actually, I view this more of an active game than a passive game. Mm. And so I don't mind the dashes. Okay. All right. I think this looks rad. I'm watching this video going, I'm playing this tonight. Kind of yeah, it looks great too. Yeah. All right. I'm in. Oh, look at the deaths. It looks like just the, the right amount of like retro inspired style mixed with some cool modern ideas. That looks rad. All right. Um, another 10 bucks for Scott today, this whole week. <laughs> Just keep costing you money. Stupid freaking Steam sales. Wish, li- wish list it before you buy it. That's my tactic. That's your tactic. So wish list it. And then what if I'm really tempted the next day? Yeah, do I wait longer? Like, this is what we do here, we get hyped about games we want to, you know, and we tell people about them, they're awesome, but maybe we don't have time to play them, so you don't buy them. Because I have a, like a shitload of games I haven't played that I bought. Wishlisting is now my new tactic. You give it a few days. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally yeah, true. Wishlisting is not a bad idea. Although I do think this one you would play for sure. So All right. This feels like a safe bet for Scott. Well, you, yeah. like you have convinced me, game. I believe. Especially yeah, if you're really into it, go ahead. Yeah, I love these kind of games. I do wish it was um, not. It's early access, right? Or assume it is. Because it's early access. But when I went to their website, they're like, "We released." 
but it still says early access oh. on it. So I think this is, uh, I think maybe they mean early access is out. Like you can buy it. Oh, I see. Okay. So it, it must it add still some list itself as early access. It must add some anticipation around it, right? Like, yeah, I guess people were waiting for it to come out or something. Usually that's how, that's why they talk that way. But anyway, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to buy that game. Uh, what else? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Let's get an update on Frog Wrestling. What's going on this week over there? Well, Scott, after losing the belt, you have, uh, we've reached our Empire Strikes Back moment. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, defeat was only a setback for you, Scott. Mm. You have formed Core Red to go up against uh, Bo, Martha, and I's Core Blue. Yeah. And uh, it has been revealed that Core Red consists of yourself. Uh, Brian Dunaway, who was on the previous iteration of Core with you, he's still sticking around. Yeah. Uh, Kim Johnson, Whoa. the new Frog Pants Women's Champion. Whoa, she'll uh, love is, to hear this. I didn't know about is this. On That's there great. as well. Uh, and a surprise fourth member to Core Red, Tom Merritt, Whoa. has joined the team and uh, has formed a a strong competitor to the uh, faction of, of core blue. So we had a bit of red versus blue this week felt like getting back to our heroes roots. Uh, also, you know, just it's easy to come up with names when you just put a color after it. Yeah, no, it's that's true. <laughs> worked for Pokemon. It can work for us. I do like, I mean, you've gone so far though, as to change uniforms to reflect it. It says red right on there. And that's rad. Oh, yeah. So Taz, who's frequently in our chat, um, has, uh, as always, uh, has just without ask for credit or promo or anything, supplied me with logo work uh, and did the logo work for Core Blue, Core Red. He did one for Grinding Gear, which hasn't made it into the game yet, but he's where the Frog Wrestling logo comes from. Yeah. And all of that. Uh, And he, he made up some awesome logos for Core Red and Core Blue everybody's looking real good he's a talented um, bastard that guy but yeah we themed everybody so everybody's wearing red now mm-hmm. and uh, got their core red merch that is not for sale but uh maybe should be it looks so good maybe one day um yeah. and uh yeah it's it's an exciting future everybody got lots of updates lots of reworks on things so it feels very fresh in frog wrestling these days Greg Greg Street asked me, "What's this frog wrestling thing everyone keeps telling me ah. I need to be a part of?" Now? <laughs> Is he getting a lot of people messaging him? Well, yeah, because John, I guess John, when when the monthly with him got announced, everybody was like, "John, you got to make, you got to do it, you got to do it." And I think people have been just like poking him about it. Him. I think, he, I mean, I haven't asked, but I bet he'd love. We it. should put him in it. We should put him in it at some point. Yeah, why not? I Let's think get that'd him in be there. fun. Would, yeah. it, would, would he just be the word? Like, you know, he's you have to give him like a name. Like, so it's Greg the Word Street. Greg the Word. I like that the word. Yeah. It could be uh, Greg the Street Street. I mean, he could still be Ghostcrawler, I suppose. And and uh, oh yeah, I guess he has a name. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Give him That's... Phantom Crab powers. Or yeah. Something. I don't yeah, I can get what's you. His, what's his special move? Like um, <laughs> the ball pincer or something? Like, <laughs> he's, a, he's a crab. I don't know what it would be. He gets your balls. Yeah, what would a crab do in a fight on a in a ring? I mean, he'd pinch you. I guess that's I what guess crabs so. do. Yeah. They're known for it. They don't really do anything else in a in a 
aggressive way, right? Crabs are just uh, pinching you. That's yeah. it. Dr. Tolbert's correct, though. Off the chain's got to be what it is. Off oh, the chain's yeah. a real good move. Yeah, I think yeah. that's good. Totally. Yeah, well, we should we should put him on there. You need to tell him, like, it's a, it's a wrestling league, and he needs to be a part of it. All right. You can dress him up as a marine biologist, because that's what he's most known for. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <he's> marine biologist. <laughs> most known for marine biology. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to... If it's all right with you, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask him. Yeah, yeah, you okay. can ask him. That's right. that's absolutely fine. Because I bet we can get something uh, like that going. The last thing I do want to say, because it, it happened today, so I haven't had time to play it, but I, I want to at least acknowledge it, and I will have played it for next week. Uh, but a listener, Alex, gifted me today uh, Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. And I just saw this pop up and I was like, what is this? And it's I looked at it and I went, thing. oh, it's something for me. It's <laughs> if there's somebody made a game that's kind of for me. That's so a- I'm going to check this out for sure. I was, I had no idea what it was. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, I'm very excited for this. So, and it's a, uh, it's, a re- it's a, it's a dating sim. What is this? It's an RP. It's built as an RPG. Okay. Laura Bailey's the main character. Okay. And uh, it's like a Mass Effect y kind of thing where you make choices and stuff. And, uh, oh, wow. But it's modern day, but there's like weird. This art style. Stuff. I had crazy. a wish list that I was interested in, but it just didn't take priority for yeah, me. It's got it's got looks really good. good reviews. It looks like it's right up my alley as far as video games go. So it is uh, it is installed, ready to go, and I will report back next week. Uh, but a huge thank you for uh, sharing that. That's amazing, dude. That looks that looks rad. You'll have to tell us what that's like. Um, all right. We'll slide on over to Bo, who's been oh, busy there. with uh, stuff. Yeah. What do you got going? What'd you play first? So I'm going to make that one guy on Twitter happy who's like, talk more about VR on core. <laughs> what is that guy? <laughs> that one I get guy. the weirdest messages. I don't even, I don't, I mean, you know, sure. someone on Twitter who just, <laughs> no context of nothing, just talk more about VR. Sure. There is a decent yes, chance that you talking VR Encore is the longest, most in-depth VR-related podcast on the internet. It's possible. Probably. Yeah. Probably. There's probably um, something there's out there. There's but... a lot of creators out there if your algo pings you with it. but Yeah. Um, yeah, so big, big news. Big, big drop in the VR world. Assassin's Creed Nexus VR came out, and it's awesome. Mm. I'm pleased to report we've got, I don't think it's a dethroner of Half-Life Alex, but it's a solid second place. Like it's a, I'm playing it on the quest three and it still like has quest limitations on fidelity, which is fine. Um, you know, loading screens, smaller levels, stuff like that. Cause you have to get it to run on basically a mobile phone. However, um, the folks over at Ubisoft, Made a good game. Mm. You can pick up objects, throw them to make noise. The guards get distracted. And the real selling point of this game, the Assassin's part of Assassin's Creed, is awesome. I've only played the first two levels. Uh, However, you do fight and assassinate in those modes. And the wrist blade, it's so much fun flicking your wrist, getting the blade out, and it stabs. You You can put a hand on the shoulder, get the stab in there, it gives a real visceral feeling. The combat's okay. Um, you've had better in Walking Dead and, and Blade and Sorcery. However, there's parrying and slashing in it. 
so that damage is good. The levels are great. I think, like, I'm playing as Ezio right now. I think the levels are pulled right out of Assassin's Creed 2. Like, I just think they oh, interesting. are reusing stuff. Like, fine, like, it's updated as well, but, like, it it plays really... Um, it's just, like, it's very familiar. I'm like, I think I remember this from playing Assassin's Creed 2 a billion years ago. And, um, yeah. It's I, more assassin-y, right? Like, the whole the whole focus of the game is creeping up on dudes and taking them out. Yeah, like I don't. So, oh, and so we, we got to talk about this. It's really important. So, one of the things of VR, this is why this game is good, is because they made a lot of the good choices. What do I mean by the good choices? Choices like you don't have to reach into your belt for everything. Mm. You know, like it has a bit of that, but it can be really annoying trying to find the right place for things. Um, you whip out your sword really easy. Your blade's always available. Buttons make sense. Doors open. You don't like, like you can push, you can tap the door like in Half-Life Alex. You can push it slowly. It's got all the good sneak mechanics in it. Um, but here's where it really wins. You know how there's always a parkour button in Assassin's Creed? Mm-hmm. Right? Because there's jumping. This game has the parkour button. Oh. So it's not like you have to do the realistic thing of actually parkouring around in freaking VR. You just push forward and A, and you jump and do swings and do all kinds of crazy things. It's great. But they don't completely automate it, which is great. So, for example, if you need to mantle on a ledge, that you have to do manually. So you parkour and then you jump. You're just holding down A and your character jumps. you got to grab the ledge. And that's fun. Mm. And then mantling is pretty forgiving. You just swing both hands down and you mantle up and then you keep parkouring. So it's like it's got a good hybrid of the like auto running around versus you know just parkouring, and the sneaking's good. This game like like it's really well polished. It's it's like this is like this is a very good VR product, um, and I can't wait to play more. I like, this is about it's like almost as good as Alex. Like this is a big deal, and it's a full game full of like voice acting and yes maybe some of the the visuals on the faces don't look the best but overall like it's a full video game and i feel like i'm in the assassin's creed world and i love it Hmm. so so far uh big recommend for me um worth the money you spend on this thing i have heard very similar things from a whole bunch of people and i can't believe ubisoft made this year's definitive vr experience based on everything i've heard like, I want to say they nailed it, like VR game of the year, like hands down quite easily. Like it's not just some weird experiment. It's a full full video game package you're getting here. And uh, they didn't just phone it in. They really tried to. to That's great. They really tried to make a good, good experience. So far, everything's been great. So, and I can't, I've only played as Ezio. I'm going to get to play as Cassandra. I'm going to get to play as someone else. I can't remember who. Oh, who man. I, I, could, I could feel John's brain go click. Why didn't you just play Cassandra the whole effing time, Bo? I could hear it. It's it's it's, it's linear. It's like a, it's, oh, it's linear okay. level progression. So you gotta love there's a whole it. story happening, you know, because the modern days here. So there's weird modern day people who are like, you need to go in and experience the memories so we can learn things for the six hundredth time. But whatever, just just I'm just not focusing on that stuff. But yeah. basically, you start with Ezio, and you know, like, didn't we do this? But that's My amazing. hope is that they actually just, you know, can make a eventually another Assassin's Creed entry that is focused on its own character or own thing. The, one of the limitations I find in the game is it is level based. Like they don't have this big expansive city. Mm-hmm. 
Um, sometimes you'll even walk into a door and it's a loading screen to be in a room because there's a bunch of dialogue and stuff happening. And then you exit it and it's a loading screen. Yeah. And like that stuff's not as good as, you know, what the video game standards up to, but I know Oculus, I'm pretty sure Oculus is pretty stringent with their, like your game's got to run reliably at 90 frames to avoid sickness and customers. So these native games, it's not like um, Half-Life Alex because it runs on your PC. Um, they have like options to, for you to upgrade or downgrade the visuals, but not, uh, you know, this is a standalone console game essentially for the Oculus console Quest 3, but it's really good. Uh, it's um, it's a fantastic experience so far. I'm impressed. Very awesome. Worth your money. So yeah, so I started playing that and that was fun. Um so there's your VR, VR talk. Another thing I bought this week, it wasn't on sale, yeah. but I don't care, it's on Steam, is the Expanse Telltale game. Oh, yeah. I love it. Holy shit, Scott. It's good. I've only done, I'm only up to episode three of five. That's great, that, right? I, that's some Expanse-ass expanse. Like, they yeah. they nailed it. Like, the whole feel of the show, what the show does. Like, I just, it's another episode. Kim, Kimina's awesome. Yep. All the characters are awesome. I won't give I anything guess. away, but you're going to love how this ends. I ended up playing. T- I talked about the first three on here, I think, but I played it all, and it's great. Ends great. So I only played up to episode three, and, uh, well, I lost. So in episode one, I spaced the guy. I don't know if you did that or not, but I was like, oh, man, he, he tried to get me killed. Like, that's airlock time for you, buddy, and I spaced the I guy. I didn't space him, but. I kind of regretted not spacing him, if that helps. It, so. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I was like, he sucked. I was like, no, this is the law of the belt. Is you, you space someone that F's around. He, yeah. he had his chance. Yeah. Um, so but good. then I also lost someone close to me in episode three. I don't know if that happened to you. Uh, there's a lot of the choice stuff. It turns out pretty good. It, it it throws you. You don't You don't expect certain things to happen. And I don't. Yeah. Think- well, there's a lot of variability in the game because I saw the choices after. I'm like, oh, that person could have lived. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! So I got that person killed. Oh no! I felt super bad about it. Like, oh shit. Yeah. But um, it's it's fantastic. The game was. It's really fun. The only criticism I would say it's not really a criticism. Just like, I wish they did a little better with like engineering puzzles. Like, a lot of it's going around and pressing A and hearing good story stuff, but, you know, they have, like, puzzles where you connect wires, but they're not very hard or interesting, you know? it's just, I kind of just wish they did a little more with that, but otherwise, it's aces. I love that they made this. That's cool. And I didn't re- I didn't realize they got the um, actress who plays Eva Sorala mm-hmm. in it as well. It's not a ton of her, but enough to... Yeah make it totally worth it I it's mean, awesome she, no it's it's oh it's so cool i i started watching expansive <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, was like, I, was trying, I was done playing I'm like i'm gonna go watch an episode of these i've been in the mood for that too i don't i don't know if i'll do it but i man i missed that show i wish there were spinoffs or something it's just you're not gonna get a show like that that good for a long time <sighs> so you good. know or if it ever again so you know i yeah. think you're good to watch it again nice uh what else uh, yeah i loved that uh the rest of my week uh, just a a little thing i'm excited about so i'm just going to mention but you know raven's watch is a game that i've been raven's watching about 
Oh boy. <laughs> that I've been raving about. Yeah. Um, there's a new hero that got added. It's Sun Wukong, which is a pretty typical character, but he's really amazingly animated and fun to play. And I played a bit. And I, oh, like, nice. I like Raven's Watch. Your video is just the expanse again. I tried to. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. I'm just Google <laughs> What are you going to do? Yeah, it's fine. Rant, 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 rant. But um, Sun Wukong, great. I love Raven's Watch. I'm going to keep just shilling for that game whenever something new comes out because I, I think it's like criminally you know, underrated like a lot of games sure of course um, they added multiplayer one thing I will say that's bad about it is they added multiplayer um, matchmaking mm-hmm. and I have yet to find anyone <laughs> it's just a waiting simulator and the yeah. is like okay so that yeah. stuff's so depressing when you play a game that's supposed to be awesome and then you're in a queue that just this no one's I hate that feeling. It's just an awful yeah, feeling. The game itself is is amazing, but I get it. It's a niche indie game, and yeah. I think it's a very specific taste. Like you know, a three to four player or four player like Heroes of the Storm PVE game mm-hmm. is not like you know. I just don't think it's going to attract a large amount of people. But man, it's well animated. The game mechanics are good. It's fun. Yeah. I'd love to get a few sessions in with you guys, but we'll see. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, lastly, what I've been doing, that's mostly what been my streaming stuff off stream. So I'm cleaning up my YouTube algo, right? Like I'm sick of all the bullshit I watch and I, I need to change things <laughs> up. And you know, like second screen stuff, right? So I've been watching StarCraft. I've been watching ES- or GSL and Korean like StarCraft 2 esports. Yeah. Nice chunky four to eight hour VODs. Just keep them running way to do it yeah except the problem with that is it kind of gets you into starcraft <laughs> you know it's like uh so the, i've been watching it more the, i started drilling like just build orders in like um just practicing like it's not even matches like not even versus ai it's just like melee matches where i'm just trying to get my fat up to 200 supply as fast as possible and get my timings done i've done like 30 of them this week i'm just practicing terran and then I was like, well, why don't I play the campaign? It's been like a long time. All the content's out. And it's just a great campaign. Like I'm playing classic. Why not play StarCraft too? You know, classic. Wow. I was like, this. and it's, it's great. It's just, I'm going to tell you, Wings of Liberty is aged well. You know, obviously the graphical fidelity is not what you'd expect from a game of today. But the, um, just all the little nuance, all the animations, like all the experience of playing the game is still really, really good. So I've been practicing build orders and uh, playing uh, StarCraft II campaign. I and, miss uh, that. I miss StarCraft sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, it's, I don't know. But it, it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's like I've been watching it. So just, like I watched this crazy game where it, it was classic that's the name of a player classic versus it was a cure. I don't remember, but there was this crazy game where someone's doing a cannon rush. <laughs> They're like a cannon rush. Like at this level of play, that's crazy. Mm. And the guy like beat the cannon rush, but it's like a huge, like a top esports player doing, like doing a cheese rush build, like to throw them off. And then they both ended up at not at bases at their starting because it got so crazy. And I'm just getting into it. I'm just like, oh my god, this match is insane. And I kind of miss esports and watching esports and being into it. And it's, it's kind of just it's scratching my cheese, I guess. Nice, nothing wrong. It's cheese scratch. And, and also, it just feels like StarCraft Two is the only thing 
that's got the legs to keep going. Like, I understand there's still, it's restructuring, but there's still stuff with Overwatch. There's still stuff with other esports. League has their thing still. Everybody's got their thing. But I always feel like StarCraft, at the end of the day, will be the one, GSL will be the one that just keeps going. Like, yeah, I, I think there's a, like, having, having watched a lot of the GSL and, and over the years, like, having appreciation for it. It's just one of those things where if you're really into it, you can have endless conversations about it. But if you're not into it, it you can kind of scratch your head about it. it. Yeah. Like, I think it just has a lot of depth and meaning for people. Kind of like how, like, I've played chess, but I can't play chess every day for a year. It's too boring of a game. Right. But they, some people, that's their superstars doing that they're you know what i mean so it's Mm -hmm. like i feel like it's got it has that like video game chess energy to it and uh i really i really get into it i'm really like into it so nice love it anyways that's what i've been doing my week uh i have one last thing to say it's Mm. just a psa on the games front as people keep asking me i heard you talk about yakuza where should i start Mm. And I keep having not that I, I love. Look, I love answering people's questions and stuff, but some of them I get asked so often that I start to get a little testy, and it's not your fault. It's just that's just how it is, right? Mm. So hopefully you're listening, and hopefully you listen this far, and you want to know where you want to start. Yakuza, like a dragon, the role playing game is the onboarding place with a new character to start. Yes, it's a role-playing game, and most of them are usually fighting, but it it's a good introduction to new characters and all that stuff. And Interesting. Notably, it is on sale right now, Canadian, for $15.99. So it also costs you nothing to get into the franchise right this weekend during the Steam sale. So. Wow. There you go. Just PSA for everyone. That's surprise. So, and, out of all the other stuff that's come before it, you'd still say that's like the place to start. That's where you begin. I think right? so because, like, just the games are kind of long with all the side quests and stuff, and you might as well play the best there is. Mm. I would say, like, most people I think in our audience are going to prefer the role playing game stuff, anyways. Like, the fighting's fun and silly, but I don't think you should spend full price on the game without knowing what the product is because it just might throw you a little bit. Like it threw me a little bit how small the game world is Mm. and it's always the same parts of Japan. So it feels very recycled, but it's part of the tradition of that franchise. People who play that like that. So it's good to experience a good version of that, that onboards you into it. And I think once you've tasted it, you'll know. Like if you've played the first Breath of the Wild, you'll and liked it, you know you're going to want to play Tears of the Kingdom. You'll pay full price. No right. questions asked. So right. Yakuza, there's tons of games in it. So play one and get a sense if you if this is for you or not. I like it. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah, there you and go. And it's on sale, it's still on Game Pass. That thing's available as hell. So get it. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, the only thing to... I'd add to that is if you do like if you are interested in the action game like if the if the rpg side is a turnoff then i would recommend starting with zero mm. yakuza zero mm. if you want the action game right I, which I, is like the seventh entry don't be right. confused that you have to play one to six it's like it's actually yakuza seven <laughs> yeah. but it's called zero and it it takes place before the yeah. beginning of the yeah. timeline yeah it is a prequel that's why they called it zero but I just I've tried one and two Kiwami and stuff. It's pretty old. Like those are remakes of games from the PlayStation Two days. Like it, 
don't waste your time having feeling like you have to sequentially play through them all. Like just play something modern and cool. I was when I was playing this Persona Tactica thing, all I kept thinking about was how cool a Yakuza Tactics game would be. I would play the shit out of that. <laughs> I mean, they might do it one day. Yeah. They've got but him making his own island in the next RPG one, like a tactics game. Oh, there's yeah, isn't it? It's Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is in this yeah. one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the hell matches are kind of fun. It's not tactics, but you know, ten on ten fighters beating the shit out of each other is pretty fun. Yeah, it is a good time. But, <laughs> it's always um, fun, no matter what you're doing. I do like <laughs> the idea where like your units that you're creating are just old yakuza mobster guys yeah, dude. just like just, just pulling them in it's like yeah i need this guy in the gray business suit well especially like in like a dragon they, they already did such unique things with abilities some of them a little questionable right like it's all just weird that would translate great give me a battlefield give me cover Give me over yeah. some sort of Overwatch mechanic where you're. You, uh, know. you can have the uh, there's the there's a job in like a dragon, like a bondage queen, where like basically you do like <laughs> you step on the guy's balls and you make them like your boots and stuff. There's all these super sure. summons where it's like essence of super torture bondage or something like that. It's this giant like like it's really weird. Yeah, <laughs> like I'd play a tactics game with that stuff. I would do it. it. You weird. could have uh, like a karaoke bard uh, group buff thing you could do where you, yeah, you know, the game's yeah. famous for its karaoke mini games pull one of those off if everyone's in range of you they all are now buff stats and bam there's your move and now you're back in cover i i'm telling you it's it, it would fit actually all things would make a good tactics game if i'm honest all games <laughs> all ips all things ever it doesn't I mean, matter frog wrestling what about a frog wrestling hell yeah game? great tactics yeah. game right yeah Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be amazing. You're playing the Yakuza Zero version now, but eventually we'll go full tactics on that. That'll be great. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say XCOM butt and then just fill in the blank. Yeah. And I will pretty much guaranteed be into it. Like, you can name almost anything, and it's like, at the very least, you've made it better. Yeah. Like, XCOM, but it's the Transformers. Yes. Yeah. Sign me up, yeah. please. I will yeah. do it immediately. Take World of Warcraft XCOM. Hell, yes. No. Yes. Mm -hmm. Overwatch. Starcraft. Any, literally yes. any Blizzard property. All Blizzard that, things. I'm, yep. What Star about what about um hang on. What about a Hall Hallmark <laughs> Hallmark movie XCOM? Yes. You know oh my that gosh, it'd be better. It. Yeah. It'd be so yeah, but good. instead of attacking, you give people flowers and presents. Yeah, it's, you get emotional cutscenes that are all uh full motion video. Actually, you improved. laugh, but there is a summon, a pound mate in, in like a dragon that is a K-pop actor that you befriend, and when, when you summon him, he just does acting really good that it damages. <laughs> doesn't damage. What does he do? Does he do anything? He just acts like a, like a woman appears, and he's just it's just a K-pop drop. He's like whoa, and it's like it's so powerful the emotion that the 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 enemy takes damage. Love it. Yeah, I love it. This is a truth we're going to live for, with forever, that tactics games are great. And it, no matter what your movie, your television property, your other video games in totally different genres, I would even take a mixed genre. Like, it's already a effed up thing. Go uh, Mario Kart tactics. Turn-based oh Mario Kart. Can you it sounds imagine? Amazing. That'd be so cool. Oh, it'd be so like, good. Because, like, you could convert a race into, like, a tactical thing. Yeah. 
There's games like, like you that. 100% could. I'm annoyed that Marvel Midnight Suns didn't sell better because I thought that was a brilliant. I think that's the best Marvel related video game. Well, all right. Marvel Spider-Man. That's yeah, kind of in a league of its own. Yeah. But like deal. as far as like bringing in a bunch of like superheroes and stuff, it's been the best one of those things for a long time. No, like, the Midnight just, Suns is really good. Like Midnight Suns is really and good. And you're never getting another one. Like that's it. No, that's it, guys. I'm mad. I'm mad about it. That's the one game you're getting like that forever. Probably, yeah. Taz in the chat says though, can we make it in a weekend? I think so. Okay, Taz. <laughs> <laughs> We weren't you here like 30 minutes ago when I was bitching? <laughs> he might have been. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, there's what we did. We played. It was fun. Now we have to take a break from all this talking. When we come back, we got some other news to throw out there real quick that we didn't cover yet. Uh, it's not a lot because, you know, slow time this time of year. Uh, but we'll do that. We'll also have some emails. I got text. I got all kinds of cool stuff. So don't go too far. We'll be right back. And we're back, everyone. Thank you for your patience. We hope you enjoyed your break as we did ours. Now it's time for us to do some uh, reading of the emails. Yes, that's right. We already did it, dear uh, Martha, that's, earlier. That's too far. That's oh, what, far. Did, I, where did, I, far. did I? Oh, the news. Well, shit. What well, am I saying? A little bit. I'm losing my mind. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I know why. I'm on a. I'm on a weird page. Okay, here it is. Let's do the other news that we missed. For example, Valve. 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 <laughs> I like Valve better. Valve. Um, Valve partnered with uh, Secret Tape slash Noclip for a really cool Half-Life retrospective. I started this earlier. Have not finished it. It's very Same. documentary style. Amazing uh, stuff with Gabe Newell and some stories you've never heard about stuff and some really, I think, some really good wisdom from that dude. Um, oh, yeah. I loved know. the... Uh, well, what did he say? Like, bad is temporary. Like, it's so good. I was like, that's so amazing. I need to remember this. And I totally forgot the uh, uh, totally forgot the quote. I can tell you. Quote, um, bad oh, games. Let's ba- see. Bad is temporary. Uh, let's see. Or delays are temporary. Bad is forever. Oh, that's it. Like yeah. Delays are temporary. Suck is forever. Suck is forever. Yeah. That's it. I like that even better because he's sitting there in that big old white beard talking about things sucking forever. <laughs> yeah, it was so it was good. Oh, man. I There's a reason. And it always seems like a crazy thing when I talk about it, but then I listen to Gabe talk about video games again, and I mm-hmm. go, oh, this is why I did it. Because I did play through all of Half-Life 2 with the director's commentary mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. That's a mode they had for that game, yep. and I'm shocked that more games haven't put this mode in it, but I, maybe it's not that shocking. <laughs> but uh, I every time I think that, I'm like, I really did that? I played through a video game just to hear commentary? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. And it's because Gabe talking about video games is really interesting. And that's why. Yeah. So, uh, Fascinating I guy. Loved it. And they also coincided all this with a release of uh, kind of a fixed version of Half-Life 1 on Steam. Uh, it's no longer called Half-Life. Source. Source. That's correct. Yeah. It's just Half-Life. And they fixed some stuff that's been broken forever, including they made a big deal out of it. But the scene where Dr. What's-His-Beat gets yanked out of the out of the lab by by the big overblown creature and it just looked shitty for 25 years yeah. and now it looks like he actually got grabbed and yanked out what a weird thing to fix you know to go back into your game and fix this one tiny little in-game cut 
very weird. Have, is the is the VR mod out for Half Life One yet? Oh, I don't know. Because I know was... they fixed some stuff for two for the VR mod. So was that a thing they were working on? One was getting VR treatment. I didn't know that was. If it thing. hasn't already, but yeah, I think like official VR mod support. Oh, like the Half Life Two VR mod's really good. Yeah, I've heard good I'll things play about that. Half Life again. I didn't realize they updated it. I'm re I'm reinstalling Half Life. I would play. I mean, it, we all have it, right? We all have it on Steam. We should. I just went to see if it was something I had to buy again. I was mm-hmm. like, surely they're not going to make me. But I went and checked, and yeah, you just have it. You just have it. Yeah. But I, I kind of want to play Half-Life again. I wonder if Opposing Force and Blue Shift still play well. Oh, right. Though I loved Blue Shift at the time. I don't know how it is now. But Blue Shift was rad in the day. Um, yeah, I'm all about Half-Life shit. So, you know, celebrate, do a documentary. These were all, these were all surprises. None of this was known. They just dropped. So that's cool. It got me really, um, nostalgic for now. I, I went back and looked when this happened because for me it was, I woke up one day and went online and the world was a different place. Hmm. And, but it turns out it was a, a, bit that came out of e3 Hmm. but i remembered that first behind the scenes e3 showing um of half-life 2 Hmm. and if you haven't watched that in a while look it up on youtube it's there one to see how mundane press conferences from e3 used to be like it is not big and bombastic with explosions. It's a guy in a room making lame jokes and the crowd joking back. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. But two, like, people don't understand if they're newer gamers or younger gamers or whatever, what it was like to suddenly see Half-Life 2. The physics, the particle effects, the way things were breaking, the way things were falling and moving didn't exist in any video games like that prior to that announcement. And like, it's absolutely crazy to me that I just woke up one day and video games changed forever. From that point on, it was all like, like it wasn't out at that moment, but like that was the mark of like, suddenly physics were now going to be a thing in almost every video game. And now translucency and, objects were going to have material that they were made out of that reacted differently. Like this was not stuff that existed in video gaming prior to that. And I, I wrote it on Twitter. I still am waiting for one day just waking up and valves like, here's a tech demo for half-life three video games are going to be completely different again. I found some video. Let's hear a little audio from this. I I don't know what this includes, but um, let me unmute it. Here we go. Start off by giving you an overview of source. Game. Oh, this is Cave. Half-Life 2. Yep. So they show some of it. Let's see. Oh, there's the guy. Previously only possible at a Hollywood movie studio. An integrated materials and physics system that created an unprecedented level of... <laughs> oh my gosh. What nerd. What nerd yep. time. It's super nerdy. It's super weird. And if you go through and watch it, like... By today's standards, honestly, some of the stuff by today's standards still looks great. Yeah, I agree. But the thing is, is like the stuff that they were showing, you have to put in the context of this was just stuff that was not in video games. Yeah. 
Yeah. No video and games. It's, yeah, it's it didn't matter. Crazy to think about that. Yeah. I remember they showed an old uh they were making Unreal Tournament 2003 or something. And there were meat there was a room with meat hanging like big old cow carcasses like a like you'd see at a meat locker. Yeah. And the player could walk through them and then you would turn around and the meat was like still swaying from the because you bumped into it unheard of at the time it was just like what the world's that i mean there was nobody was doing shit like that and now we look back it's like nothing it's like totally a blip in time but i love that crap all right go check that out you guys uh we got a contender for worst game of the year uh you thought it was going to be Gollum, and then king kong came along and said hey what about me and we all went oh yeah that's the worst game we may have a new winner uh, ironically, the King Kong uh, publisher is the same as it is for this one. Walking Dead Destinies uh, looks like utter shit. These This made the rounds everywhere. Looks like a very bad video game uh, in every possible definition. Uh, congratulations, you did it, Walking Dead. With your very valuable property, you made a really, really shitty tie-in. Well, and, uh, and here's the problem. To go back to the Sparkle Pony discussion, they're going to keep doing it. This game has made it the top 20 best-selling <laughs> Xbox games list. I know, the year. It's crazy. The critics people are People are it. crazy for uh, Walking Dead, though. Right? Yep. Yeah. Well, they're getting farmed. Yep. <laughs> they're, they're getting absolutely farmed by a game going, what if Shane killed Rick? And people going, gotta see what happens what would happen in a bad cut scene yeah i gotta find out what would happen here uh yeah this game is doing unexplicably well and uh it's it looks bad it looks it like looks a terrible. soup i still think terrible. king kong looks worse but this does look this looks bad. really bad um for fun here's the list of the top 20 selling xbox games according to microsoft number one call of duty modern warfare 3 cross-gen bundle I don't know if this is for the year. I I think this might be for the month so far. Oh, let's see. Walking Dead. Oh, I think you're right. Okay, so and also it is only on Xbox, which uh, you know Xbox is always going to skew a little weird because so much of Xbox's stuff is available on Game Pass that it's not going to technically sell. Right. That's a good point. So this is so this is you're right. This is like a snapshot. So we have Call of Duty, Madden 24, NBA 2K 24, another Modern Duty, er, Modern Duty, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, Modern Duty, Modern uh, Vault Edition. Uh, let's see, EA Sports FC 24. That's the new FIFA. I don't call it FIFA anymore. Got rid of the license. Another Call of Duty for Black Ops 2 was number six. Must have been on sale. All I can think of. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 Vault Edition. NBA 2K24 again for the Xbox One. So that's not a Series X version. Red Dead Redemption 2 was number 9. 10 Mortal Kombat 1. 11 Grand Theft Auto 4. Teardown after that. Hogwarts Legacy 13th, uh, 14th. Assassin's Creed Mirage. Another Call of Duty Black Ops 3 sale probably for 15. UFC 5. Call of Duty Black Ops. Hogwarts Legacy uh, 19, we have Borderlands Collection, Pandora's Box, and finally, The Walking Dead Destinies. So congratulations, The Walking Dead. I love that Grand Theft Auto is on that list. It's been the best-selling game across so many consoles for so long. Yeah. How does everybody not already just own it? 
Yeah. It sells at a level that makes me feel like people should just be bumping into copies of Grand Theft Auto at the supermarket. It's very weird, like, right? It yeah. is insane how well that game sells. Yeah. It's actually legit funky to me. And 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 why it's such a big deal to even have an announcement that a trailer is coming or an announcement of an announcement of a trailer or whatever. Well, I right? mean, this is why Grand the, the Grand Theft Auto is still on the best-selling games list all you know, people said it's been so long. It's mm-hmm. still selling. Yeah, still selling. Insanely well. Yep. And I think they kind of, was it official? There was some talk they were going to officially end um, Red Dead Online because GTA Online just is so big that it's like, what are we even doing this for? Which bums me out because that one interests me more than GTA Online does. I'd much rather play in the Old West, but whatever. GTA Online has just evolved into something real weird and special. Yeah. I know we went in and we did our, you know, chuckle Fs. Yeah, that was fun. And running around in there, riding on planes and stuff. But people have turned it into a full-on, like, role-playing world. And there's yeah. cool stories that come out of it. I haven't done much. Uh, I haven't gone down that rabbit hole very far. But it is certainly fascinating, the stuff it, that's going yeah, on. Yeah, the, the, the RP streams online. are really entertaining. They do some crazy stuff. Um. I like watching the cop and robber thing that, that people RP all the time. I think that's fun. It's like a whole category I think I on Twitch. I checked uh, Trixler playing it at one point. He just I just tuned into his stream real quick, and he's working in like a cupcake shop. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. okay, that's my yeah. I don't know what's going on. This is crazy. It's the legit RP stuff, right? It's just like yeah, the role playing game that no one saw coming. I guess uh, Grand Theft Auto. Congratulations, guys. Uh, what else? Oh, Space Marine. Relax, everybody. Calm down and enjoy your time because now Space Marine 2 will not be out. It got delayed. And you might say, oh, well, what's like January, February, maybe March? No. Next fall. Like next October. Another year of no Space Marine 2. I don't know if I can. Well, I'd like if it's good. Yeah, that's true. I I like to think they're just they're working on it and it needs the time. So please take all the time you need. Yeah, polish that shit. Keep us busy and yeah. Yeah, exactly. What did Gabe Newell say? Suck is forever. Don't don't suck. Be great. Uh, Finally, Eminem coming to Fortnite. John, how excited are you? Uh, Get in there, I'm, John. By the pass. Yep. I mean, that's fine. Like I, the so, yeah. In a couple days, like in a week or so, I think it's December second. OG Fortnite is coming to an end, and Eminem is somehow involved in that event. He's going to destroy OG Fortnite, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there will be a concert in the world or something. You know what? That's fine. Like I'd much rather watch Eminem than some of the other stuff I've seen in Fortnite. So I know my wife is going to be participating in it. She's all in back on on Fortnite. Uh, I'm kind of I've got like a foot in. I play every now and then. She's playing every single night, and so yeah, the the way they do concerts in that game is cool. Um, and Eminem, I will enjoy. So. Right. Uh, fine i'm not gonna buy anything though i don't need to play fortnite as eminem i hope he comes out and the whole time he just shit talks machine gun kelly from the middle of fortnite that'd be amazing <laughs> that's it that's all he does oh my gosh that'd be so good anyway enjoy that kids for uh, fortnite getting your eminem all up in it it's time for emails for real this time that's a good question all right we got an email very short one that says uh this is from brack 
He says, hey, Cor, just wanted to say Bo was right about the ending. That is all. I don't know what he's talking about. Bo, what ending were you right about? Was it? Was it? Um, PG3 is my guess. But here, I let don't me really know. Let me do a quick but search I, and I see. I feel like we agreed about that. Let me just make sure was I didn't there, like miss there, it. Yeah, well, it implies that there was disagreement, but it might just be they picked me. Oh, uh, like a dragon, Gaiden. Sorry, it's in the subject. I missed it. Oh, what did okay. you, you said it was weird. Like a dragon, Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Yeah. That so one? I think they're yeah. saying that made them cry. Yeah, oh. like it's it's in so the games, you know, it's emotional and whatever you get into it, but it didn't really. <laughs> at the end, all of a sudden, it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna, I cried my ass off. Yeah. It was so yeah, it, I, I don't want to even just talk about it like wow i think that's I a think, big deal like, it, dude. Just deserved, it, it just kind of it came out of left field a little bit i guess but but it makes sense it isn't out of left field i guess i just wasn't expecting i don't know to feel to feel that, it, that might, it's great just i don't know I, I i really like the man who erased his name it's really good mm-hmm. um so yeah and the i you cry at the end 100 percent. i mean i wonder how many just curious now. I want to go to the store page because, like, that game also it was like overwhelmingly positive for quite a while. I don't know if it still is or not, but yeah. uh, I think it is. Those it, games it all hits are. like a truck at the end, man. It's so good. I feel like you, um, if you say anything bad about a Yakuza game, an army of people come to murder you. And no, you no, play. like some of the older ones are like poorly reviewed where the control schemes are bad and stuff like that, but. Like this one, yeah, it's still overwhelmingly positive. It's at three thousand six hundred reviews. Wow, um, it's really good. Like it's it, this, it's just really this. Like this game is really good. Like you know, I, I know I just said like like a dragon, uh, the Yakuza like a dragon is a game you should start with. But um, as far as like the fighting ones go, this one is just really good. It's really good. The only thing that's tough about it is it's a little shorter than mm. they usually are. Uh, so I don't know what to make. Uh, uh, I don't know how to recommend it to people when it's a full price game. It's a bit shorter. Um, it still hits real hard, probably on a sale, let's say, but it's, it's so good. Yeah. It's a little tougher yeah. to recommend in that case, but I get it. That's cool. I, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tempting. Yeah. I don't know why I'm even worried about it. It's on game pass. I could dabble. I could just get it's it on there. game pass and well, I guess you can't steam deck it on game pass, but well, you can. Um, I just have to do it through the stream. But it then, might but. it might be a good Steam Decker, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I tell you guys a quick update on the Steam Deck? You know how I was having uh, the whole thing. My daughter was trying to get the one and all the rigmarole that was going on. Anyway, the one that was the collector's edition that said they were sold out, and it, and even those that did get purchased were going to be three to six weeks away. She already got hers. She got it like three days ago. Yeah. So this six weeks is bullshit. Secondly. Mine, which I is the normal kind, non non collector's edition or whatever, non limited. Uh, I secured the purchase before she got hers. Mine said four days. Mine doesn't get here till tomorrow, so she got like a week early, and I'm still sitting around waiting for mine. What the hell, Gabe Newell? Maybe suck, suck is forever. What? Oh, promoted the Steam Deck a little harder. Yeah, maybe I should have. Um, but yeah, mine should be here tomorrow. I'm very excited to, to mess with it. I can tell you by looking at her OLED screen, that is a very nice screen. Like, whoo, very nice. And I will be selling my previous model, which was the t- previous top end model. 
Uh, I'll probably do it on eBay. If any core listeners, I don't know why you'd want this, but if for some reason somebody said, hey, I'll, I'll, I won the bid and I'd like you to sign it, I'll do that. I feel weird about it, but I'll do it. All right? Or sign artwork in it. You know, yeah, I'll, give you extra shit. I'll give you People extra shit. Suggested putting the underwear SSD in there or underwear <laughs> yeah. SD card in there. Yeah, that's true. People do know about that. Uh, <laughs> my niece, yesterday at Thanksgiving, I had a group of my nieces, probably four of my nieces, all sitting around going, Now, and I heard this conversation. One of them goes, Now, I would never do this, okay? It's never something I would probably do, but there's a lot of money if I just take pictures of my feet and sell them. There's a oh, lot no. of money. And I'm, I'm over there going, well, holy shit, what is going on over here? And I looked over at them, and they're like laughing. And I said, you guys all doing OnlyFans or something? What's happening? And they're like, no, but there's so much money in it. And, it's, and, it can, and the weirder, the more money you make. And I said, <laughs> have, you, have you seen how, how expensive it is to get a house, Scott? I yeah, mean, right? Yeah, I mean, like. Everyone has to do OnlyFans. Yeah. I, At one point, yeah. Let's start doing our feet. Let's do core I, feet. I mean, we might as well. Like, you know, you get one person in there. That's five dollars. I don't have. That's right. I mean, as like well. what? It's like a picture for of like my foot. Who cares? Twenty grand for a picture of feet? Like, I guess maybe. I don't know. It depends on the know. feet. But that girl I, that was selling I had her labeled farts. My feet at five dollars, and I thought that was overpriced. The girl that was selling her feet. Her feet. The girl that was selling her bath water, or not bath water. Well, yeah, there's the bathwater one, but then the one that was doing um, farts, she was getting like 800 bucks a fart bottle. Well, yeah, but we're not her. Yeah, but I'll bet Bo can brew up a fart, man. I'll bet you can. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Lake Run brand farts in a bottle. Yeah, I'll bet Pete, and I'll make the label. Uh, John will write write the blurb on it. Man, can you imagine if Bo opened a bottled water company? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> called lake water fresh fresh lake water from boat yeah. you, you guys want to sell some lake water i don't know it can backfire uh depending on how it goes Let's the, just the, do i think the latest the latest like youtuber streamer drama is, is pokimane yeah, selling her, rebranded walmart cookies poor well we're just not gonna call anybody poor uh, what i heard was that they were they're like cheap ass walmart cookies with you know her label slapped on it and then she's calling people poor can't afford it this is amaranth just don't look just sell your water at a reasonable price so you know people could just be like you know what this is rebranded Dasani water. Why is it ten dollars a bottle? And it's like it's because I farted it's in from it. both <laughs> to your mouth. <laughs> I mean, BlizzCon got away with ten dollar bottle bottles of water. We could probably do ten bucks and only have it cost us twenty five cents. And it's yeah, your. We got to ship it. We probably sell it in cases. Like you can't just sell one ten dollar bottle of water. Like, do we have enough? Is there know. enough people out there going to buy a ten dollar bottle of Lake Run water? Yeah. You guys let like, us know, chat. What do you say? Do you want you want in on this? You want early nobody access? Nobody wants this. You want early, well, early access? access? Look, John. We haven't John. gotten the water formula quite right, but yeah. with your feedback, we think this can be the most water water that ever watered. That ever I would have said ever. nobody wants anybody's bath water and nobody wants anyone's fart jar, and yet somehow they made lots of money. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. True. 
Maybe we're being the, the close-minded a little bit People here. People said you would never spend $20 for a sparkle pony. but <laughs> And look at us now. It outsold. It made more money than StarCraft II. Who knows? Yeah. Who, who would I mean, thought? we could also... It doesn't have, does it have to be water. We could sell, like, chocolate milk and give it more of, like, a shit aesthetic <laughs> to the lake run. Like, uh, lake, lake run, run brand water milk. Like, we'll oh, call man. it a shit shake. Lake <laughs> run shit shake. Lake run water but it'll, milk. It'll be really just chocolate, but I will fart on it. So, you know. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard a worse phrase <laughs> than... Bo, like, like, leans into it super hard, then pulls back, and then is like, but I will fart <clears throat> Yeah. I really well, don't know if want, people want some fart. Have you heard some... a worse sounding thing than fart milk water? I mean, that sounds horrible. Everything you just said sounds so bad. Look, but... everything about all of that sounds horrible. I don't care how hot the woman is. I don't want her bath water and I don't want her fart jar. But <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the close minded idiot because like I, here I am broke complaining about housing prices. Meanwhile, they're millionaires. So yeah. I don't know. yeah, I mean, well, look, I mean, it doesn't do a lot of harm to sell it. It's really more a testament to the people buying it than selling it. Yeah. Well, let's everybody like- makes fun of the people selling it. But really, like, you know, if if somebody was like John, I'll buy old soda can for five bucks. I'd sell it. To oh, of course you would. A soda can. Yeah, I'd do a soda can. I can get another soda can down the line. But if you can get a soda can full of Bose lake water. Do we know any, um, you know, drink manufacturers that would partner up with us or something like that? Oh, good question. Uh, Who would, who could we suck? I mean, who are the weirdos that do deals? Who could we sucker? Did you almost just say who (laughs) could we sucker? They're going to make money too, Scott. Yeah, but it's like like whoever, whoever does Logan Paul's energy drink. Oh, Prime? They'd be willing to I don't, whoever Do you know is. Logan or KSI? I don't know. I don't know any of those people. So <laughs> uh, there's no I have well, no connection. Yeah, I don't I, I mean, think they're I think they're branded on trying to be cool. We need somebody who like is um Yeah, we're not cool. Doesn't do cool we're, stuff. Right. I thought there was uh one brand hang on. Isn't there like isn't we, there like we're joke not really kind of an energy drink inner like level. We're more like core Daily multivitamins. Yeah. Oh, chewable vitamins or something. That's cool. Or, <laughs> See, or you know what? I immediately the, got Scott on board with my idea. Yeah. That's right where we're at. We could get into we're the weed market. We'll get into the weed market. We'll do uh, edibles. Yeah. Because when people think weed, they definitely think a guy who's never, <laughs> two guys that have never tried it and one guy that has sworn off of it. Well, I did in Vegas. I did. I, I really liked it. Oh, actually. that's right. That's it was, right. It was awesome in Vegas. I wish it was legal here because I would probably dabble a little because edibles are all right. But um, yeah, the point is, though, everybody's getting into that business hardcore. There's no reason we should have to sit out on that. Let's get some, you know, core something going. Look, you want us to sell some, we'll sell some. All right. Okay, great advertising. We're in. We're in. We're doing it. People send me products. People send me products I wasn't even supposed to get. It happens all the time. Yeah. Didn't you end up getting... Um, but didn't you get beef some sticks? Beef yeah, sticks? yeah. that's what Those, I'm talking about. Here, you want to hear something hilarious? So you got them, I got them, uh, uh, Ibit got them, and Brandy got them. The only person that didn't get them is the one guy who is also on Play Retro with me. Brian Dunaway never got beef sticks, so they screwed up oh. and sent it to everybody else I know. Except Bo, I think, because they were just like afraid of Canada or something. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm mildly offended that I didn't get tapped to sell uh, beef sticks. I'm not going to say the brand because uh, they're not paying me right now. Right. But uh, as somebody who's been slapped by a stranger with a beef stick, I have a deep 
like with pathos story involving uh, meat sticks that nobody else in the core audience. That's has. true. Uh, the core. Uh, I'm sorry. In the frog pants, community, frog pants yeah. community. Right. I right, really yeah. should be the meat stick spokesman of frog pants because I've been assaulted with one. Yeah. You've and actually who else in, in here can say that nobody that I know of. I mean, assaulted with a beef stick. Who's got that? We yeah. insult each other. We insult ourselves or assault ourselves internally with beef sticks, but never yeah. like what you're talking about. That's fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting words. Well, anyway, there's that. I should be a pizza spokesman. The chances. Yeah. I should be that too. You should yeah. be that. I got unique pizza and beef stick stories. Yep. Um, I also have a story. Well, it's, it's a text. It's not really a story. This is a text from a listener at the hams line. <laughs> 801-471-0462. That's 801-471-0462. Leave your voicemails and text there anytime you feel like it. This is from L. Sixon. L. Sixon. It's an interesting name. Hi, guys. I understand Scott's aversion towards scary games. The game that broke me was Martian Gothic. I still have it on CD, but haven't fortified myself enough to see if Windows 10 will still run it, as it is an older game. Did any of you play Martian Gothic? Uh, what is the scariest video game you've ever played so far? Thanks, uh, L. Sixon. Um, I don't know what that game is. Never heard of it. Martian Gothic. You guys heard of that? Oh man, Martian I remember Gothic. seeing this game. I've seen like the cover for this. I feel like is iconic, but maybe that's because I worked in a video game store. But I never played it. Yeah, I've got no memory of this um, at all. Um, it's probably good uh, for its time. But I, the scariest game I ever played is still Resident Evil Seven is the scariest game I ever played. I've never been so freaked out or as like feeling like I was going to lose it as I did in that game. Um, but John, you don't, they don't scare you. So the question for you is more like what one did you like more than another, right? Like it's less about what's the scariest. Well, I guess just to answer the question, what do you think was the scariest game you ever played? Yeah. Just answer I mean, the question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think back in the day, like it's not scary now, but back when I played uh, Resident Evil 2 originally, yeah. I found it very scary. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, you know what? PT is probably the most scared I was yeah, ever playing that a game. game. Was scary. I really got freaked out from PT. It's PT, PT? Ugh, man, that thing. What a waste of time, but also what a magical moment. Like, because yeah. they were supposed to make that game, they decided not to for whatever reason. People are still mad about it. Um, whatever's coming out from Konami is nothing like it. But just to, for a demo to have that impact, I don't. I can't think of the thing to compare it to. It's so weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I games in general don't scare me that often. It's not impossible to scare me. It is just difficult to scare me, and uh, it's gotten harder as I've gotten older. Um, but yeah, PT, I remember, not only made me jump a couple of times, but it got me in that. The thing that PT does incredibly is it puts you in the headspace where you're scared of things that that aren't happening. Mm. Like so many games, it's like, oh, I'm scared because something jumped out at me. or I'm scared right. because there was a loud sound or the soundtrack got real tense. PT was scary because you were just it, it just played with your mind. It was like, hey, you're going through the same hallway again. Mm-hmm. Well, what's going to be different this time? What right. could be there? Is there something behind me this time? And sometimes there is. Most of the time there isn't. Like, and that's it. Just gets you in that paranoid headspace that that leans into horror so perfectly. Um, that even though it's just a demo, like PT is 
still probably the scariest thing I've ever. Did you ever try that bow when it was out? When it was a thing? I didn't even know what it was. I think I just learned what it was today. Oh my gosh, really? That's crazy. Nah. Well, it was a PlayStation Four game. It wasn't even a game. It was a demo. And it was early on, and they pulled it from the store. So there's all this story about it, but it was it was um, Kojima partnering with. Well, not partnering. He still worked at Konami then, or with Konami, and there his next game was going to be a revival of the um, Silent, Hill. Silent Hill franchise. And they and they did it with this like vi- very viral, um, understated sort of. Oh, I, okay. Do you remember all that? Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. a, it was a loop. You I went through the house, and the house yeah. changed. Yeah. I mean, that game, that thing scared the shit out of me. The worst. You know what I scared just, me the most is some hacker went in there and found out that that ghost lady was always three inches behind your back mm-hmm. your entire time. Just from a technical like, we're keeping her there till we need her in front of you. Because she's loaded in and we, we need her loaded in. So there's technical reasons why you would do that. But knowing that your entire time in PT, even when you first arrive and nothing's off, that that shit is right there, that gives me the the lake runs real bad. It's, it's I rough. Like it. I don't think it maintains its quality through the entire demo. I will say that by the time it starts to get like a little over the top, I feel like it runs out of steam. Mm. But uh, I don't... I don't know of a game that's made me more tense than that game. Yeah, it's something, man. That's a thing to behold. If you never experienced it, too bad. Sony pulled it and you never <laughs> yeah, get it. Yeah, I'm sorry. You can buy... Some people sell their PlayStations with it loaded on the hard drive for a lot of money, so you can still play it. Yeah. It's not, sadly, on neither of my PlayStations anymore. Yeah, I think can, I have it looks it on like one. you can download it, and when you try it, it doesn't work. Oh, wait a minute. If I have it, I... How much more do they get on eBay? <laughs> do I know? don't know. Let's Google it. Because I have, uh, I have that. I think still on my PlayStation. PS4. Let's see with ET. PS4 with <laughs> PT. Uh, looks like you could go for. Here we go. Jeez, a thousand dollars. I bet you could ask more for it from somebody who really wanted. This it. guy's getting fifteen. Hundred? Yeah. I mean, it's super rare. Why not ten thousand? Oh my gosh, I may have to look into this. Just keep holding on to it, and I—I I mean, definitely load it up every now and then to make sure it still goes. Yeah, that needs to run, or else you're. St- just well, gonna don't, get a don't connect return. it to the internet. Make sure it's like yeah, because they might try and take it from you. Oh right, yeah. I'll just play it from the drive. Just just go in and snap the the Wi-Fi in half. Because right. doesn't the PlayStation Four or, or was that a Microsoft thing? Does it doesn't do the automatic free up space delete stuff you don't play? I right? don't think so. Unless you well, there may be a setting to do it, but it's not on by default. But I don't think Microsoft okay. is either though. The Xbox One is a. I think you're good. Is, yeah, set to default is not is off. But anyway, this would be really scary in VR. Holy shit! Oh, I know, dude. Right? Oh, the ultimate I'm watching, scary. I'm watching like gameplay right now, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, it looks very scary. <laughs> no, that thing left me in shambles. If it was a full game, it would probably take the top spot because what they're selling there is pretty gnarly. But for me, for as far as the complete experience, Resident Evil Seven just shit my whole bed. Well, and the way they talked about it, too, because Kojima and it was Guillermo del Toro was also saying, like, 
we think horror games go too soft on players. Like in interviews, they were sitting there going, people will tell you, uh, they would talk about it like business suits. They're like, people in the business suits will tell you, you have to make the game only so scary because if it's too scary, it won't sell. Well, we don't like that. We're going to make it as scary as we possibly can. Amen, brother. And I believe there might even be a quote where they said, we want to make people shit their pants. <laughs> and uh, that was yeah. their goal. And I really respected that as a goal for a horror game. Because it is true. You know, there is a level of you look at like Resident Evil Village. And that game definitely skews action when it could skew horror sure um so i I got a lot of respect for that view of it but uh they also very smartly pt shows that it invested heavily in sound design Mm -hmm. so much of what makes that game scary is the audio and the soundtrack and or you know just the the ambience of that that game and I don't think that that always gets enough credit, what people are doing with sound in horror games, but when they do it right, it shows. Yeah. Bo mentioned that, I think, like a week or two ago about Dead Space. And uh, PT also phenomenal on yeah, the sound. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, for, for the record, so did all the... Um, I can't, why can't I keep thinking of the Silent Hill games? All, all had amazing sound work, even the first one. That stupid radio that glitched out when you were near stuff still gives me nightmares. That's the game I threw down and quit and left all the lights on and went to bed and told Kim to put the dogs away. I couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. Gotta gotta love when a game scares you so badly. You're like, no, Kim, you go put the dog away. Let the bad guys get you. You put the dogs away. Turn off all the lights I just turned on. Like, that's what that night was like. I feel bad for her a little bit. Uh, that's it for your text and your emails. If you want to email us, talk to the core at gmail.com. If you want to text us or voicemail us, 801-471-0462 is where you'll do that. It's going to do it for the show. However, we'd like to mention some patrons. Brand new folks joined us this week. Look at these three. Yeah. These three happy little individuals. Christy Windle, C. Rowe, and Josh Cronin are brand new shiny core supporters who support us on patreon.com slash core show. There's lots of reasons to do it. I'll give you three. No commercials or ads of any kind. Bonus content from one of the hosts each and every month that you're not going to get any oh. other way. Whose uh, turn is it, by the way? Oh, that's oh, a good sorry. question. Oh, yeah. Whose turn is it? You know, I'll do one. I'll are, do one. Are we? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I don't know whose turn I it is. I knock one out so fast. All right. John's going to do one. And it'll be amazing. We can do it in a weekend. That's how good it's going to be. Yeah, I'll do it in a weekend. <laughs> uh that's one great reason. Another great reason is uh, I send out artwork every month, uh, video game related artwork to a certain level in the thing. You can go read about what level that is and decide if that's for you. Lots and lots of other reasons as well. So go please check them out and see if supporting us is in your future. Patreon.com slash core show. Uh, everything else, including that, can be found at frogpants.com slash core. And now it's time to give grandma the keys. She's going to tell us what we played today so that you guys don't complain about us not mentioning it enough. So that's her job. So, Grandma, here you go. Take it away. I see you over there. You're listening to the show. You're thinking, oh, this is swell, but I don't remember any video games these boys talked about. Just talking about pooping in bottles. That's understandable. <laughs> it stands out. So I'm going to remind you of the games they played. Uh, they played World of Warcraft, all three of them. Back in. Yeah. Scott played Little Gator Game. That's the uh, that's the sweet one. 
He played Wild Frost. That's the card game one. Yeah. And he played Persona 5 Tactica. That's the tactic one. Yeah. John played Super Mario RPG. That's the RPG one. He played Death Must Die. That's the vampire survivor-like one. <laughs> he he played WWE 2K23. Do I really need to tell you that? It's like literally every week. Yeah. That's Bo it. played oh. Assassin's Creed Nexus VR. That was the virtual reality one. He played The Expanse. That was the one based on a television show uh-huh. and a book, baby. <laughs> <laughs> a book, 100%. He, pl- he played Raven's Watch. That's the one with Swatch in the title. Yeah. If you say it the right way. Yeah. The Swatch he, Raves, Grandma. Yeah. He played StarCraft Two. That made less money than the Sparkle Pony in World of Warcraft. That's that one. And that's what they played. Nice. You've done a great job. I, you know, Grandma, we hope you have for many more years. It's important. Yeah, good work, Grandma. Yeah, good work. That's amazing. All right, that is going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back to our normal Thursday episode uh, next week. No holiday to get in our way. Uh, So tune in then. Find out what's going on. And uh, go have some fun. Play some games. We'll see you guys next time. Bye now. Get more at frogpants.com. I want him alive. Got it? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.